NFL Draft 2019. Why are you whispering into the mic? It's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I know, man. I'm kind of disappointed with the Eagles. Yeah, they extended the draft just for the Hawks because they had another 13 picks. You guys have a Shazier replacement, though. (laughs) I hope so. And welcome back, everybody. It is episode number 23 of Thirst and Goal. Actually, before the show started, I almost forgot which episode we were on. Yeah, <laughs> I had to, Oh, I'm two episodes behind on the big board! I had to ask Ben, hey, which episode are we on now? I yeah, somewhere, somewhere, I have to change that on the top there. Somewhere in the 20s. We're doing them so fast and furious, I keep forgetting to change the top of the board, although the, the meat of the board is solid. The, the meat <laughs> is solid, Ben, all right? <laughs> it's a Brazilian Yes, 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 yes. We're here. We are all. We all have our drinks in front of us. We have a nice fire yes, burning do. in the what, background. What are we all drinking tonight, Sonia? Why do you even ask? You know, I'm always drinking the same thing. We're gonna have to get you another South Korean beer, Sonia. Sonia's drinking the height tonight. Well, I uh, yeah, sure. we can find something similar I'm for sure. sure. Maybe there's a light instead of the. I don't know. The height <laughs> light. The height light. <laughs> Maybe. It'll be it'll be one point three percent alcohol. I'm, I'm gonna have to go to the Korean market and uh, and and try to find something else. No, I, I know, but usually, um, yeah, yeah. But the the Asian beers are like crisp and light. You yeah, know, like the the, the the Sapporo is a Japanese. Oh yeah, beer, yeah. Also it's very, very good, crisp. Yeah, very light and crisp. And this height is very light. Sonia's Sonia's looking for that beer that for those of you who just who Coors Light is too much for. <laughs> it's too strong. <laughs> it's too alcohol. It, it has too much alcohol. Oh, this is we too have. Strong. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That yeah, was yeah. that still... was very light, watery, and crisp. It almost tasted like the tap water that we had last week. Yeah, we still have some. <laughs> I think we still have some Rolling Rock. It's probably skunky by now, but we we have some. There's a little bit of skunk in it, though. I, I, even when you first, <laughs> when you first it, open it, yeah. <laughs> well, Sonia, you know she's on her way to like she's on her way to like have uh, I'm drinking some uh, Jack and Club Soda as usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The usual. I am again drinking the Drum, Drum Shambow Gunpowder Irish Gin and Tonic with two limes and a little bit of, uh, you know, quinine. It's very good. It's, it's very good. As I said last week, for those of you who didn't listen last week, it's a great gin from a very small distillery in the rural section of Ireland. And it is very, very well done. Very well done. I, very well done. Very well done. <laughs> Sonia, I'm not allowed to do accents. She tells me yeah. every every accent I ever do has that a, is a very well is a done broke. Gin. Uh, what's the, <laughs> how was everyone's week this week? Good, good, Ben. Yes, yes. How was yours? Mine was good. Mine was good. Uh, you know, took a little time away from the office. Uh, took a little trip uh, to see some folks. Took a little trip to Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, put down some legal bets on the NFL <laughs> season this year coming up. Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. I didn't stay for the draft. It was going to be a little intense there for the draft, so I came back before that. Yeah, it's going to be in Vegas, so we will absolutely Ooh, we should book that now. Man, we could do it from the balcony. Do they have terraces? There's got to be a place in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, maybe not where I stayed, but I'm sure they have hotels. I, I think at, at, uh, at the MGM, they actually have uh, a suite with some terraces. I think they do. All the way down that way. Yeah, but, you know, we could listen to it on the TV. <laughs> yeah. But that's actually a good idea. If we could find a nice place with a terrace where we could look out and see yeah. the people, the masses of NFL fans. Um, yeah, so this week we have the NFL draft. Sun is Big booking week. booking the rooms as we speak. <clears throat> 
in a penthouse. Absolutely. Uh, Sonia, how was your MGM week? MGM wants to sponsor us and give us a yeah. suite. MGM, if you're listening. Uh, the money team, if you're listening. <laughs> 50 and 0. Come on. Sponsor the podcast. Yeah, my week, um, my week was tough. <laughs> it was tough without me here. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that. <laughs> I, I, I don't think she was going in that direction. Yeah. Yes, that's, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Sonia's shaking her head no, but saying yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. All right, all, all right, right, all right. And Friday, what Good are we going to do? about high school girls. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. Uh, Friday, what are we going to talk about this week? This week, Ben, on the big board, we have our... Was that our hello? Because <laughs> we did say hello. Yeah, that's our hello. Hello. Uh, and we have our shout out to our uh, new listeners and also a shout out to our Instagram followers and our Twitter. Yes, yes, are yes. They, are they followers? Uh, they are uh, followers. Please, please. They are fans. They are super fans. We have some NFL news. We are going to take our uh, shot of the week, our signature shot, which was inspired by Sonia and the draft. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we're doing uh, 15 shots in honor of every pick that the Seattle Seahawks had. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about the draft. Uh, we have our uh, message that Ben will give us uh, after that. Uh, we have our tag team news. We will talk about the news for our favorite teams, the Eagles, the Seahawks, and the Steelers. Uh, rookie wage scale. Ben has some news on that. Our rye of the week. Yes, we're yes. Actually our beverage of the week but happens to be another rye. Yes. Next week we'll have another rye, but it'll be our taste test. Yes, Next we'll have. We'll have all right, all right, all right. We'll have five finally. Um, and actually, uh, I think I raised, did I raised the wrong thing from the board. Because I left the new <laughs> listeners on there, but we have our our beer taste. Yes, uh, we have yes. a new beer. Finally, we have a beer from India. We've been looking for one. We have quite a few listeners from India, and none of those our listeners from India. We have a beer that we'll be tasting. It's called the Taj Mahal beer. Uh, premium lager, actually. And uh, our total wins challenge, that's something we meant to talk about last week. It didn't happen. We had a long podcast, and it kind of got cut out, so we'll definitely talk about that. We have our top five of something. We'll explain that later. Uh, we have our free form. If anybody want to throw something in there that we want to talk about, we'll talk about it. Um, Game of Thrones episode two. Season 8, we'll definitely talk about that. We have the quiz. It's my quiz this week. And uh, we have a, a mailbag announcement. Not not sure what that is. Um, yes, that'll we, be fun. That'll we, be fun. It's funny. I get here. Like, I've been here for a couple <laughs> hours, and we don't really prepare for whatever's on this big board. Uh, I do prepare, though. Rest assured. For, <laughs> for the evening. So, Ben, take it away with some NFL News. Oh, we have the new listeners. The new, new listeners, listeners shout out. With our new <laughs> <laughs> listeners. It was a long three days of the draft, everybody. Uh, yeah, so we have some new listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our new listeners out there from the United States and around the globe. Uh, we're happy to report that we grow the podcast or have been growing the podcast every single week since we began Oop. last November. And we couldn't have done this without all of our long-term subscribers, as well as all of our new listeners. So rest assured that I will butcher some of the names of these places as we go through this list because oh, yeah. we have a, a lot of totally listeners from around the world. So we'll start with some easy ones. We have another another new listener 
uh, from Krakow, Poland. Thank you so much. Another new listener from Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. We have a new listener from Ahmedabad, Gujarat, India. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. That's exactly how you say it. <laughs> That's definitely not how you say it. Uh, we have a new listener from, this is an easy one, Dhaka, Bangladesh. Thank you so much, Bangladesh. I butchered that one too. We have our new listener from, our first listener from Ishfahan, Iran. Thank you so much from Iran. Uh, we have a new listener from Tangier, Morocco. Thank you so much, Morocco. We have a new listener from the Dirty Dirty Jersey. We got a new listener from Union, New Jersey. A new listener from Toliati, Samara Oblast, Russia. Samara Oblast. Our first listener from Russia. Thank you so much. We have a new listener from Georgetown, Kentucky. A new listener from St. Paul, Minnesota. Go Vikings. We have a new listener from Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires, Aires Argentina. Yeah, literally we've only had one drink. Uh, we have a new listener from Imphal, Manipur, India. Delta, British Columbia. Thank you again, Canada. We have a new listener from Mexico City, Mexico. Uh, you know, we should do a Mexican beer taste test. Oh, for sure. In, we have a lot of listeners from Mexico. Yeah. Football is growing year after year well, down play there. In Mexico City. Yeah, absolutely. And they will Every be playing year. this year for sure. There's a lot of beers. Oh, that is from. definitely true. And we have a new listener from, another new listener from Russia, from Krasnodar. There you go. I am not even going to, I'm not going to try to top that. We have a new listener from Detroit, Michigan. They probably shouldn't have taken a tight end. We have another new listener from the Dirty Dirty. Tom's <laughs> well because I'm from New York. I mean, okay, you know, okay, Jersey is okay. Jersey is you know their reputation is is what it is. So we have a new listener from Tom's River, New Jersey. A new listener from beautiful Simi Valley, California, a few miles up the road here. A listener again, a new listener from Temecula, California, and we have our new listener, the first ever listener. I could not pinpoint the city, but a new listener from. Bulgaria. Thank you again, Eastern Europe. Wow, that was a (laughs) mouthful. So thank you all, all of our new listeners. We really, really appreciate it, as well as our long-term subscribers. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you very much. And what's up next on the big board? Now, Ben, it's time for the NFL news. Ah, the NFL news. We are going to talk at length about the draft, but we just want to do Go over some NFL news that happened the week prior, you know, earlier in the week prior to the draft and leading up to the draft that impacts both our teams and the league, generally speaking. Uh, I think Sonia will be interested in this first piece of NFL news. The Seattle Seahawks have dealt Frank Clark to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they actually got quite the haul in return. The Seahawks got a first round pick in 2019 they now have or had picks 21 and 29 that i think they picked one of those traded the other one away and they also have a second round pick uh in 2020 the teams will also swap third round picks this year although i'm sure that seattle traded away that third round pick Uh, additionally the Chiefs struck a long-term deal with frank clark and as part of the move handing the pass rusher a five-year 
$105 million contract with, get ready for this, folks, $63.5 million guaranteed that eclipsed the bar set by Demarcus Lawrence and the Cowboys. Actually, Clark came away with more guaranteed money than Demarcus Lawrence, which is, you know, if you're going to go down that road, he is, I think, three years younger than Lawrence. Uh, so what do you guys think about that deal? Yeah, Sonia, it's your team. What do you think? Uh, I, I know I know that you <laughs> you, you like Frank Clark. Like yeah, I mean, he's, he's a good player. He's a good player. Well, he did say, I don't know when, but I'm going to get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We we talked about it. We talked about it last week, and And then on yeah, and on Monday the news broke that uh, he was traded, and it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I mean, and and uh, the Seahawks would not have been able to match that offer. Like you said, good for him for making that much money. No way. Is he worth that much? I don't think so. I don't know yet if he's worth that much money. He hasn't he hasn't proven that he's a good player, but I don't know if he's one hundred and what five million dollars good. But Russ has also proven a lot more, though. He has, he has, but so has the goat. That is true. Yeah. Oh, Russell, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know I love me some Russell. <laughs> anyways, anyways, yeah. So I'm sad, but I think I'm much more sad about the other pieces. Well, yeah, well, that we're, that's coming up on the big board. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually think it was a smart move by the Seahawks. You know, you just paid your quarterback 34 point whatever it was 34 point and a half or 34.5 million dollars a year give or take and you know you you know you got to accumulate enough players uh, of reasonable value uh, to ensure that you have you know solid position players across the board and I think that they just couldn't afford to do that with uh, you know with the, the contract of Russell Wilson with the contract of Bobby Wagner coming up and I think you have another big contract you have to negotiate on top of that one so, I mean, I think it was a smart move for the Seahawks. They picked up draft picks, and from, from all accounts, and we'll talk about it in a few minutes, from all accounts, the Seahawks did a really good job of getting value back for those draft picks. I mean, their first pick in the draft was uh, was a defensive end, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, recognized what happened with, with that trade. I think that, it, good news, Andy Reid probably knows the names of two people on his defense now <laughs> instead of just one. <laughs> uh, but I think the Chiefs are really going all in uh, next year. And I think we have a little bit of news that may impact that as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're really going all in, trying to make a push for a Super Bowl before they have to pay uh, Patrick Mahomes and before they have to pay Tyreek Hill. You know, it, it's well, or never have to pay Tyreek <laughs> Hill. Uh, so, I mean, I think it was a smart move for both teams, uh, but it really closes that window in Kansas City uh, because, you know, before this, this Clark deal ends and before the Matthew deal ends they will have to pay Mahomes and some other players on that roster. So they're really, you know, it's it's all in in Kansas City because that is a ton of money just between uh, Matthew and Clark that they dumped into the defense in this offseason, and they're going to have to win soon. Franny, what do you think about the deal? Um, I think it's a good deal for the, I mean, the Seahawks. The Seahawks obviously can keep him because of the price. I mean, he was looking for a lot of money uh, after the uh, – 
the deal that they made with Russell Wilson. They obviously couldn't keep him. But uh, the Seahawks, um, you know, the, late in the draft, they tend to find these guys, uh, you know, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, doesn't matter which round. Undrafted. Yeah, undrafted. Um, and so I, I think the Seahawks will be okay ever since Pete Carroll took over as the coach. Um, they have not struggled on the defensive side of the ball. So I think they'll be just fine. Um, you know, without him, he was a good player. He'll play well in, in, uh, in Kansas, but man, $105 million is a lot of money. It's too much. He he better prove himself over there. I mean, he's a great edge rusher. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, he really creates a lot of havoc off the, you know, off the edge there. He does. I mean, but that is a ton of money for one player. Very few teams can do it and get away with it. Hasn't been on the Pro Bowl team. So nope. And. You know, I mean, everyone thought the Seahawks defense was going to collapse when they lost yeah. Sherman and Chancellor went down, and um, what's his name, the safety whose name escaped me for right, you know, right now, signed with Baltimore. Can't believe, yeah, Earl Thomas, you know, was hurt for the majority of the season the year before last, and was hurt late in the season last year. I mean, they they really, you know, you can't really. You know, doubt Pete Carroll's ability to bring players onto that team and coach them up on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, athletic, aggressive, smart, tough-minded. I mean, he. I just. I think they'll be fine. I really do. Mm-hmm. And Clark has I a little so. bit of. I just think it's ironic that the Kansas City Chiefs picked him up. Another guy with issues of domestic violence in his past that not everyone is sure are completely over with, but maybe they are. But it's just. It's odd that they just keep going down this road. Uh, so I'm wondering if this one's going to bite him in the butt as well. Yeah, we'll see. Not Seahawks problem anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> next, ne- just stuff your hands. Son. <laughs> next up on NFL news and moves, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh man! Oh man! Ben. I think it's a great deal. Yeah. Uh, you know. I think it's a great deal. I think it's a great deal. Ben's former man crush was yeah, Antonio yeah, yeah. Brown. Never, that went never, south. never, never, never. And now Ben Roethlisberger has moved in. Especially now that I know how Antonio Brown crush. treated his own cousin, made him live out of a car practically. Uh, 37 year whoa, whoa, old. Do we get a shot? Do we get a shot for that? Do we get a shot for that? Probably. Yes, yes. Yeah. Is it Sonia? Sonia? Should, should we get a shot for Ben? Or That was our agreement, right? It, it, it is. It is. But... I, well, the, the part about living in the car is not based on fact. I made that part up. Yeah. So. <laughs> he did have to get a, a part-time job while he was going to College Shall of the Canyons. pour a shot? While he was going to College of the Canyons, this is Hollywood Brown, who was drafted this year. Um, apparently, he was, you know, I, I, when he left college, the first time he ended up at College of the Canyons out here in California and had to, you know, find a way to earn a living and didn't have a very good time of it uh, before he ended up. Uh, I can't. Yeah, he worked at like Six Flags, uh, something, something. You know, and at that point, Antonio Brown's making fifteen million dollars a year plus. You know, he could have just chucked him, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month to get an apartment. You know, they're yeah. both they're both doing the same thing with the same goal. It wasn't like it, you know, it wasn't like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just drink out of the bottle, Ben. All right, here it is. Here's, Here's the, the shot. shot. The, Here's the, the shot. Antonio Brown per shot. Our agreement. We signed the contract. Oh yeah, explain our agreement to the folks out there. Well, uh, if Ben mentions Antonio Brown or or, or, or Bell, um, Le'Veon Bell, in a negative manner. He takes a shot. If I say anything negative about the Dallas Cowboys, any Dallas Cowboy, I take a shot. And so, Ben, that was negative. That was very <laughs> negative. So I apologize for that. 
So let's get back into our news. Our happy news, Ben. We should get a worse shot than that. I mean, that shot's not that bad. We should find uh, a disgusting uh, shot. I'm yeah, telling yeah, you, we should we bring out that. the Schlevo. Oh, my we God, Rakia. Have, uh, Rakia? Yeah, we have Rakia in the house. Distilled by our aunt. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's oh. pretty hardcore stuff. Oh, man. Uh, why don't you yeah tell the listeners that uh, we have uh, Croatians in the house here. Sonia and Franny both, for, for our new listeners, are both uh, of Croatian descent. Please explain to them what Rakia is and why we're all so frightened of it. Uh, well, rakia, I think, is uh, when they um, when they're making wine. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where what's, it comes. It's, what's it's, left after they made the yeah, wine? It's what's left, sort of. Yeah, and it's it's. Um, it could be used as rubbing alcohol. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's, it's like in in my what is it? My big fat Greek wedding when they rub Windex on their elbow yeah, yeah. or whatever, whatever hurts, yeah. whatever ails you, you rub the Windex on it. So that's exactly what the rakia is. It's kind of that, you know. It's. With the, with the Rakia, yeah, and she's just rubbing it into my neck and shoulder. She goes, "You're gonna feel better." It's very medicinal. <laughs> it's probably about 150 and proof, give I or take. Did. Yeah, you felt better, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really After hard. A few for shots. Yeah. Uh, she rubbed it on you, and you took a few shots. Like, oh, you know, I feel better now. I think it just infuses into your blood. Uh, I think so. I mean, it's so. similar to you know an extraordinarily high alcohol content grain alcohol. Yeah, uh, but it's brutal stuff. I mean, I've been, I've had smooth. it. It's not, not smooth. smooth at all. I've had it at a couple of Croatian weddings where I didn't know what I was drinking it's before gag, they gave it to me. It's gag worthy. It is brutal. Yeah. So therefore, I, should go bring it out. I will never say anything yeah. bad about Antonio and it's, it's Brown funny again. Because they package it in like in old Coca Cola bottles yeah, yeah, yeah. that they clean out, and so that makes it even worse. It's a it's bottle like of spring water. The in presentation there. of the you know, <laughs> it's like if it came out in like a fancy bottle, like oh okay, this is some good stuff, but it comes out in like a Coca Cola bottle that's kind of smashed on a few sides. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Coca Cola is yana. yana water. Yeah, I thought it would uh, burn it, its way right through the bottle by now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we yeah, do, we, we do, Ben. So that's, and we've had it for a long next, time because we because haven't nobody drank it. it. But next week we will bring that out, and you'll be extremely nice. To I will. Brown. I will. Uh, AB Bell. I'll be. I will be extraordinary. I will never shot. say another bad thing about Le'Veon Bell. Like, oh, he's wonderful. Uh, yeah, he's I mean, uh, uh, his family just needs his family needs to earn their own way. I mean, they <laughs> they need to just toughen up. I mean, get an apartment for crying out loud. I had to. Work right. at Walmart. Uh, so all right. Uh, 37-year-old Ben Roethlisberger got a two-year extension through the 2021 season. Roethlisberger's two-year extension is worth $68 million, includes a $37.5 million wow. signing bonus, and an additional $30 million in injury guarantees. And we thought the Russell Wilson contract was terrible. Yeah, well, this is pretty good. Uh, well, Roethlisberger has been proved himself not for fifth, not a biased opinion. Fifteen years, he's proved himself. Yeah, he has. That's uh, true. You're right, ben. So he had one year left on his deal at twelve million dollars. So this pushes out the total compensation to Roethlisberger over the next three years uh, at eighty million dollars and sixty-seven point five million dollars guaranteed. I think that the thirty-seven million dollars is a fair guarantee of the total of 80 million that he's yeah. that he's set to earn over the it's actually a lower percentage than than Frank Clark just got. He's been fairly healthy for the last quite a while now actually. I mean earlier in the middle of his in the middle of his career he was yeah, uh, not last year. No, last year he played the full season. I mean yeah. he may have missed a you know some time here or there. I missed that game where they left Dobbs in too long for no apparent reason. Um 
He had a yeah, he got hit to the head there last year. But he's been fairly healthy. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. He led the league again last year in passing yards. I mean, yeah. obviously we didn't make the playoffs, uh, but everybody fawns over five. Drew Brees like he's the next coming of the Savior of yeah, the well, Messiah. And he, five thousand some yards. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. I mean, it's not like last year, but the year before too, it's about five thousand yeah. yards. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's fair. I mean, I think we have a two he or three. Did have Antonio Brown on his team though? Not last year. Well, Antonio Brown. Was well, for fifteen games. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Do you have anything negative to say? No, about no, no. Him? I mean, I, I think I think that it was uh, correct. Uh, whatever Antonio Brown's reasons for missing that final game of the year were, you know, they were. Um, but I, I think it's a fair deal given you know what he's done for that franchise over the last fifteen years. It, it's very, very difficult uh, to find. A, and and you you yeah. saw that in the draft today and yesterday and the day before. Very difficult to find a franchise quarterback. So when you have one and you can lock him up for less than what you're paying Russell Wilson or essentially the same as what you're paying Russell Wilson, you know, and you know he's not going to play probably past the next two years mm-hmm. or next three years. It'll push him to be 40 years old at the end of the deal. I think it's a fair contract given what he's done and what he's had to deal with with some of the, the folks that have been on that team, the Burrises and the Browns and the Bells and the – you know, some of the folks that have come through there that have made life a little bit more difficult than it needed to be. Uh, I think it's a fair deal. Uh, Franny, what do you think about the deal? I, I think um, all of your feelings <laughs> about the deal uh, are true. I mean, he has, in the middle part of his, his career, he, he was a little injury prone. But the last few seasons, he has stayed relatively healthy. Uh, you know, last year he did miss a little bit of time. Um, you know, there was that one game also where he got hit. I mean, you were worried. We're texting back and forth. Yeah. Like, is he going to come back? It looked he came rough. back in. He's a tough guy. I mean, he stays in the game. Um, I, I, I do think you have to lock him up, like you said. Um, you know, quarterbacks don't grow on trees. You just can't, like, go into the draft and, and find another quarterback that's going to be your quarterback for the next 15, almost 20 years. And so, you know, Roethlisberger, even though he said he was going to retire, like, four years ago, um, he is still playing at uh, at elite levels. So, I mean, you know, I think for the Steelers, it's, uh, until they find their next guy, you have to keep Ben Roethlisberger around for as long as you can. I agree. Lock him up till he's 45. Sonia, what do you think? Am I the only person that, that thinks that these teams need to get these kids practicing in, in real games? I mean... No. <laughs> Unless Wait, you're desperate. Are you the only person desperate. at the table that yes? If you're desperate... Then yes, you have to push him in. You have to. You have to like. Wait, who's the backup in Seattle? I have no idea. Who, who are you advocating get some playing time next year? No, no, no. Like you, you were saying, Dobbs. They left Dobbs in for too long. I mean, I mean, Ron is lucky. He had a Super Bowl champ. Well, and it, in the wings, yeah. And it opened up. You know, it opened us up to criticism. Nobody knew that until he won a Super Yeah, and it opened us up to criticism because Tomlin's excuse for keeping him in there made literally no sense. I agree. Uh, so it just opened up this Pandora's box of a bunch of bullshit that came flowing out of the Steelers organization. Uh, but I, 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 hey, in garbage time, and you have a good if you have a good defense, I actually agree one hundred percent with Sonya. I think you got to get, especially a team like the Steelers that has two backup quarterbacks, neither of which they're sure it would be the starter if mm-hmm. Roethlisberger went down long term. If you're in garbage time against a garbage team, you got a 14, 21 point lead with ten minutes to go in the game. Let the guys play. I I agree with Sonia in that regard. Yeah, I mean, this year was for the Steelers. It wasn't the the offense that let them down. It was the defense that let them down. And yeah, you know, over and over again. Yeah, and Roethlisberger yeah, yeah. with the interception against the Chargers. Well, I mean, but you, I mean, what more can you ask from a quarterback than five thousand yards? 
You know, I mean, that is true. That is true. That is true. You know, uh, I mean, Roethlisberger has done everything he can for that franchise for what fifteen? How many years now? Fifteen years. Yeah, fifteen. Years and now, give him credit; so. he kept his mouth completely shut through the entire off season this year and all of the the histrionics and the fiasco that was the team even during the regular season. He mm-hmm. he, he stayed out of the fray for the most part, um, and he could have fanned the flames. And made it a lot worse, but he he I think he did the, the discretion was the better part of valor. Mm-hmm. Even though people were calling him a racist, they were calling him incompetent. They were calling they were trying to blame him for all of the yeah, Rashard Mendenhall, who was in this you know in the in the league for a hot second, um, who no, no one respects really, uh, decided to just throw that out there on Twitter a few weeks ago, just you know randomly. I think he's a racist, and the reason that he didn't throw the ball to Antonio Brown was because he's a racist, even though Antonio Brown had more targets. Than anyone in the league, he's just. If he's not throwing to Antonio Brown, he's throwing to Juju Smith. Yeah, I mean, he's trying I mean, to. He's just Mendenhall's just trying to get on TV. He's yeah. trying to get some money somewhere somehow. He wasted all his money. I'm it's sure. A better, I mean, Jesus Christ! It's like yeah. I mean, you can't just go around calling people racist. I mean, I mean, or calling people you know child molesters or or wife beaters or whatever. I mean, you have to have some evidence to like because he shriveled back into his hole after people <laughs> came out because no one really believes that they don't believe that Roethlisberger is the classiest, most wonderful person well, you'd want to have around your house. Guy, definitely not a classy guy. But, but that's, I mean, a, that's incendiary language. You know, he's, he does his job as the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's done well for the past 15 years. So Yeah, two Super Bowl appearances, uh, or actually three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl wins, not mm-hmm. recently. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he puts the team in a position to, he puts the team in a position to be competitive for a playoff uh, run every single year, and and not too many teams can can say that. I mean, even the Saints can't say that, and they allegedly have you know, as I said, the second coming of the Messiah on their team. So, not a big Drew Brees fan. Okay, next up on the big or next up in team news, uh, we have Marshawn Lynch allegedly retiring or not retiring. I think we talked about that. We did, but about it, two weeks back. It, so uh, this week, uh, I think it was Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter, six of one, half dozen of another reported that Marshall Lynch is not planning to play football again. They didn't say retiring or, you know, hanging it up permanently. Cheerleader. But as soon as that tweet went out, everyone, Sonia will know this. Sonia knows who this person is. Marshall Lynch's mother, who's very active on Twitter, on television, on the radio, uh, someone, you know, tweeted out essentially like, I'd, le- I'd really like to hear this from Marshawn Lynch before we start reporting it. And Marshawn Lynch's mother said essentially, me too. So it opened up the door to the fact that Marshawn Lynch may be retiring from the Oakland Raiders because they've moved on from him. Uh, but he may, in fact, be looking for a one-year contract somewhere where he can win a Super Bowl this year, which uh, which led me to believe that. Seattle, exactly, right, <laughs> Which, of course, scared the shit out of me immediately. I'm like, is he uh, going to end up on the Patriots this year on a one-year deal? Well, he's going to go to the Eagles because the Eagles seem to like all ex-Seahawks players. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you guys the think? The Eagles love running backs. I mean, he still got gas in the tank. He didn't play much last year. He got hurt last year. He still got gas in the tank. Uh, I, I, and, I think, and if he isn't saying he's retiring, that tells me that maybe he's not retiring. I think it's time to hang up the cleats, you know, and, and make Skittles commercials and just oh, yeah. Yeah, move on. Hall of uh, Famer. You know, he's 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 had his monster runs. I mean, he will be remembered in the NFL. Oh my God, that that run against yeah. the run against uh, New Orleans, I'll never forget yeah. it. Uh, he's, he's had multiple runs you know, yeah. similar to that. Maybe not as great in that moment. I mean, you know, it was in the playoffs against the defending champs. 
Um, but don't be shocked. But I, I, I think uh, Marshawn Lynch, you know, it's time to retire. I think only only because he's getting to that age now where he's going to be injury prone and, you know, he's going to get on a team where he'll play, maybe play six games and then get injured and then, you know, he'll contemplate retirement again. Should he, should he not? And I, I think it's just time to move on. You know, you've done what you did in the NFL. Sonia? Yeah, he's, he that's does a home, lot of he does a lot of really good hometown. work in the community. Yeah, that's his hometown. You know, yeah, he's really. So, I would love to see him on TV. Oh he my didn't god, do much talking in the NFL. No, 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 no. I would love to see him on TV. Oh my god, it can't be worse than Jason Witten. Come no, on, uh, Boogermobile. Just ha- just have him on the sideline. You know the Marshawn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know on ESPN. Because everyone that's played with him really likes him a lot. Um, but that's why that's why it wouldn't shock me oh, at it all seems, if, it if you like see a really him. Cool I, I would Dude. love to see him on TV. Yeah, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football. I think so too. Yeah, but, uh, I but think it wouldn't shock me in the least if you see him wearing the New England Patriots jersey this year. <laughs> All right, next up in NFL news, McNabb versus Carson Wentz. We do have a little bit of drama here in Philadelphia land to uh, buttress the drama from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we'll talk about that. After a short break. <laughs> and that is apparently our new bumper music. I have a couple. I have a ben, couple. Wow, okay, okay. You know, we, we are drinking on the show and uh, had to take a potty break. Uh, <laughs> we do have to do that. But, uh, yes, Ben, we have the uh, – you want to call it drama. I don't really call it drama because McNabb is not a current Eagles player. I'm not very happy about what he said. What did he say? I didn't hear it. Um, well, Ben, what, what did he say? What did he say? Because I, I just read about it today I mean, because I, did, I didn't want to pay any attention to it because Donovan McNabb. So I don't really care what Donovan McNabb I know, has I know. to say, but you know it's been in the news lately. So and I did, yeah, I didn't. We didn't. We weren't going to cover it until some current Philadelphia Eagle players actually got involved in it. So essentially, over the weekend, uh, last weekend, McNabb suggested that if Wentz can't get the team out of the second round of the playoffs in the next two seasons, uh, that Philadelphia should look to move on from the almost MVP quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, and he actually. Uh, doubled down on it this week by saying that what people fail to realize when you have a job to do as an analyst or someone asks you a question, people want media members to be honest. Uh, all I was doing was being an analyst and being honest in my comments. It's nothing, nothing personal to Carson. I respect his game. I love Carson as a quarterback. When I come to do the games, I introduce my son to him. I respect the way he prepares himself. I respect the way he plays. But in the game of football and the game of life, you're not doing your job if you're not healthy enough to be on the field. <laughs> they will look to replace you. People understand what I'm saying, but the fact that I said it, it became an issue, and that's the problem. Uh, offensive lineman Lane Johnson tweeted back a series of snakes and essentially just blasted him by saying, and you wonder why nobody respects you when you come back to Philadelphia. I added the to Philadelphia part, but that's essentially what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he's entitled to his own opinion. You know, that's that's his uh, opinion. Uh, I don't agree with it. 
apparently not too many people agree with uh, Donovan McNabb. I mean, and Donovan McNabb has, he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. Um, you know, Carson Wentz uh, took the Eagles to the doorstep and, uh, <laughs> you know, Foles walked him in and, uh, you know, he, he has a trophy, he has a ring. But uh, Carson Wentz is 26 years old. At 24, yeah. he was. Uh, if he didn't get injured, he probably would have been the MVP of the NFL, and so that's saying a lot. And almost, I mean, that, almost that, was. We yeah. even, even with the injury, so he almost was. I mean, you see how much potential this guy has. I mean, obviously last season he was injured. I don't think he was ever 100. Um, percent I don't know if he was 70. percent I don't know if he was 60. percent um, You know, he was very tentative in the pocket last season. Um, he didn't run the ball as effectively as he did the season before. Um, you know, you can't just move on from a player of that caliber. I mean, did the Green Bay Packers move on from Brett Favre for not winning a Super Bowl in the first however so many seasons? I mean, it took him until what six or seven seasons in before yep. he won a Super Bowl. Um, Eli, not uh, well, Eli Manning too. Peyton yeah. Manning. I mean, those guys didn't win a Super Bowl. How many seasons in? John Elway. John Elway his last two seasons. Yeah, it took him like forty years to win a <laughs> Super Bowl, but he finally won one. And it's going to take you him know, another forty to win one as a GM. You, you know, I mean, Dan Marino never won one, but you don't move on from those guys. I'm not saying that Carson Wentz will be on the same level right. as Dan Marino as those guys, but he showed his potential. And and to say something like that this early in his career is pretty stupid, and it doesn't surprise me that Don McNabb would say something stupid like that. Yeah, I mean, and actually Freddie Mitchell, who I don't really know that well, uh, a wide receiver that played with McNabb on those uh, teams that went to the championship game but didn't quite get over the hump, essentially said that guy screwed up my, quote-unquote, that guy screwed my whole NFL career up. Mm -hmm. Love that people are seeing the real Donovan McNabb now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Donovan McNabb, he was a good quarterback. You know, it's fun he, to watch, for sure. He he was um, one of the best that the Eagles have ever had, but he had five cracks at making the Super Bowl. You know, five NFC Championship games. Three of those games were in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. No were less. they really? Three out of the five? Three out of the five were in Philadelphia, and he made it to one Super Bowl, and he lost that Super Bowl. So, Donovan McNabb, you shouldn't be saying anything about anybody. Yeah. This early in their career, at least. You know, if it's he, ten years already, you know, then fine. You know, move on from... Carson Wentz, but it's still very early in his career. Yeah, we're not talking about Blake Bortles here. I Do mean, I mad? <laughs> well, you should be mad. You should be mad. I mean, people are bad mouthing. You know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, it inj- really grinds my gears. <laughs> injuries. Sorry about the helicopter there, folks. We are outside as football. You know, football is played outside. We do the podcast outside. Yes, we do. Uh, Sonia, do you have any thoughts on Donovan McNabb opening up his big mouth? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Why did we even give airtime to that guy? Uh. Yeah. Well. But he got. He. He. He did. He did get a lot of airtime for it, though. You know. And. and um. He's an NFL analyst. What. 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 What network? I don't even know. I don't even know. I've right. never. I've never seen him. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. him on television. So I mean, if I you ever want to be on our podcast, though, Don McNabb. He's on the. Uh, he's you know, on you're the. He's on the. You're, you're welcome to come on anytime. <laughs> he's on the. We a- want to speak to you. He's on the AAF analyzes the NFL share, network. Share your opinion with us. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But, I mean, no, Carson Wentz deserves his chance, and uh, I think he's criticized too much by Philadelphia fans, including certain people at this table. <laughs> so, All I'm saying is he needs to protect himself. No, no, yeah, I know, I know. And and they did pick up a tackle, you know, an offensive tackle. So. In the draft. <laughs> In the draft. 
Uh, Sudfeld. Sudfeld, and they picked up uh, another quarterback in the draft today. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, and they picked up that guy from the AAF as well. But uh, yeah, Luca. Yeah, no, Luca, Donovan McNabb's uh, no, no. Um, comments. Uh, I, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up on the NFL news, we're almost done here. We have uh, some quick, a quick shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs and Tyreek Hill, who uh, looks like they've suspended him from all football related activities because the uh, law enforcement, wherever they are, I don't, is it in Kansas City or Florida? I'm not even sure where it is. Uh, I'm not sure what happened? Essentially, they weren't going to charge anyone because they they said that a crime had occurred, but they couldn't figure out who did it. And then his uh, lovely fiance surreptitiously recorded him walking through the Dubai airport, where it it sounds like a bad episode of CSI Miami or something, where she was trying to get him to admit, essentially admit that he had done uh, what he was accused of doing, which is breaking his son's arm. He he fell short of doing so. He did not actually uh, admit to it. Uh, he essentially said something like, you know, the, the fiance said, like, you know, the kid is, a, you know, why would a kid lie about this? He should be, you know, he's deathly afraid of you. I'm afraid of daddy. I'm afraid of daddy. And he, something, he said something to the effect that you should be afraid too, bitch. So, you know, but there's nothing. It didn't prove anything. Uh, he didn't admit to anything, but the chiefs have suspended him and law enforcement has reopened the investigation into the uh, the breaking of the the son's arm. Mm. He, yeah, right, right now he's he, been suspended. He's been be suspended by the Browns tomorrow. <laughs> but this could really I mean, if they end up having to cut ties with Tyreek Hill uh, only to see him sign with another team six months from now or a year from now. Uh, but either way, if they have to cut ties with with Tyreek Hill and uh, Kareem Hunt, oh, yeah. you know, in the same season, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, that could really be problematic for the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll, we'll we'll just hope that we'll just hope that that doesn't happen. You ready? Yeah. All right. Next up in NFL news. Last but not least. There's been a report, unfortunately. This is actually very is sad very news. Okay, it's ben. very yeah, sad I compare, news. I can hear Ben's voice is a little deeper than usual. It's very sad news for everyone at this table. Uh, there's been a report that Doug Baldwin may have to retire from the league, not because of any uh, brain-related injury, but just because simply of an accumulation of physical injuries over a number of years uh, the doctors are recommending that he not play football again and that he officially retire from the league. I, I believe it, it includes uh, shoulder injuries, groin injuries, lower extremity injuries. A cumulative, cumulative effect of all of these injuries may force him out of the league. And this is just really sad news because there are very few receivers or players at any position in the league that work harder than he does and put more into every down in every game than he does. So we'll we'll turn this over to Sonia for for her thoughts. Sonia is crying. Sonia, here's a Kleenex. Stop. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I I I have not heard any news myself. I don't know. Where did you hear it though? It was uh, was announced last night from uh, John Schneider the general manager of the Seattle Seahawks, and it was confirmed through reports uh, last night and today. Mm-hmm. Although we, he has not officially announced that he will, in fact, retire, uh, it looks as though he he may have to. Uh, he's, he's not that old. I mean, I think he's 30, 
That's he's only thirty. Three zero. That's wow. I thought he was uh, much older than that. That is that is shockingly young to have to retire, and that's it's very it's very sad news. All right, Sonia, you want to move on? He's not dead, Sonia. <laughs> but but you know, I, uh, I I believe that he will play next season. I that's that's just my belief. I don't know. And and those of us out here, or those of you who are new to the podcast, um, Sonia, gets Sonia takes this stuff very 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 Seahawks. seriously. Uh, so it's it's very important uh, to her. So we we just want to offer Doug Baldwin. Uh, every good thought that we can and hope that uh, at the end of the day uh, nothing nothing comes of this and he's able to play uh, football again. Let's have Russell Wilson pray for him and not for his Mercedes G-Wagon, <laughs> which he posted earlier on Instagram saying, what is it, G-Unit? G-Unit? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. Great. Apparently all the apostles were Gs, but <laughs> G-Unit. I guess so. Or All right. $40 million. Uh, <laughs> Friday, what's next up on the big board, Friday? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, I think we have our shot of the week. We do indeed. What is our shot of the week, Friday? Sonia, actually, Sonia, you came up with the shot. Sonia was the inspiration for the shot. Uh, it, it, it it's It's dubbed the Pixies are in. I believe that's what it is, right? Yeah, it's a play on words. Uh, you know, it, this week or the last couple of days, we've had the um, the draft uh, start on Thursday, and, and Sonia was kind of disappointed Thursday night, but she's been a little <laughs> bit happier Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, Ben kind of depressed. Thanks for the depressing news, Ben. Well, we had to we had yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, we didn't have to talk about it. But I guess if you want to talk about it, if you want to make your wife cry over here. But, <laughs> No, but it, it is a it is a shot dubbed uh, Pixies Are In. It is uh, Blue Curacao uh, with a little bit of uh, cream de, de, de banana, I think, or banana cream or whatever it is, uh, with a little bit of Baileys and also uh, whipped cream. And on top of that, we have some pixie dust. Uh, I have uh, green on mine. Sonia has the blue, neon blue, representing the Seahawks. And uh, Ben has a little bit of a yellow pixie dust representing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and so let's uh, let's get that queued up, Ben. Let's get our uh, our shot music. We have our song of the week, oh, our song, our shot song. Hold tight, everybody.
band. That intro never gets old. Well, for Sonia, it got old the first time we yeah. ever played it. <laughs> Sonia's still emotional from the, <laughs> Get used to it. It's from like, the news. It's from like, the news <laughs> that came out yesterday. It's like a knee but, injury. Uh, Sonia, let's take the shots. Let's. It looks delicious. This is probably be the sweetest shot that we've had on the show so far. Yeah, the lowest it's, alcohol content, sweetest shot. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure how much alcohol that banana. Oh, that's like, true. That's true. Had but any alcohol? Yeah, I, it's oh, all I sugar. It it's just all powder. And <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It is a very nice. And you can look it on. You can you can find it on Instagram and on Twitter. It's, it's it is a very pretty shot. It's a beautiful shot. Here we go. Uh, let's, let's try it. Cheers, guys. Ah, uh, that is sweet. Wow, it's really good though. It's got a little bit of a bite at the end. Has a little bit of tang to it. Oh wow, that's really good. Oh my god! Like when it first goes down, you're like how's this gonna taste? And then you taste it, it's like wow, it hits you with some. It's like an alcoholic mm. banana split. Yeah, I don't like like real bananas, but <laughs> I don't like I don't like actual bananas or apples for that matter. Yeah. But um, this would make a really good daiquiri. Yeah. Oh wow. my god, that's good. I'm, uh, I still have, I still I still have some. I literally have sticky fingers. Yeah. Well, Sonia's um, Sonia came up with the shot, so. You, you were the inspiration for the shot. Well, the inspiration is the picks are in. So yeah, yeah, I know that. But, I mean, I didn't even think about that. I, you know, because this week I was going to do the white. Oh, the <laughs> white walker some, shot this week. stuff left at the bottom of that shot glass. But uh, I was going to do a white walker shot um, for Game of Thrones because the battle is just about to begin. So that we might hope. be we hope. next week. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that. We'll talk about that later in the podcast. But uh, Ronnie man, will either be really good. Yeah, Franny will either be amazingly enthusiastically happy about the battle, or he will be pissed off. Oh, that no, is my I'm prediction. At that point, we're like, I don't care who dies. I just want good TV. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Daenerys. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. She kind of disappointed me last week. Oh. But <laughs> someone took her. Someone's gonna try and take her bicycle. Yeah. What about the North? Damn it. All right, Franny. Beautiful shot. Awesome shot. What's next up on the big board, Franny? Next up on the big board, Ben, you have it written down as draft, draft, draft. Well, <laughs> this week, the biggest news, the biggest news of the offseason thus far is the NFL draft rounds one through seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, took place in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee this week. Uh, 200,000 people, I think, at each round of the draft, a total of 500 thousand people were in nashville over the course of the three days to watch the draft and to participate it looked like uh Times square out there it was a pretty <laughs> impressive event although it did appear that people were able to use the restroom uh which is an improvement over Times square uh so good you know ups to nashville for for you know pulling that off uh and getting through all three rounds of the draft relatively uh, unscathed uh so you know did, we just wanted to sort of run through uh, the first round of the draft and any the major, yeah, the major surprises, surprises that we saw. Uh, and obviously the first thing we wanted to talk about was Kyler Murray. So Franny, what do you think about that? What do you think about Kyler Murray going first? What do you think about the later trade of Rosen to the Miami Dolphins for a trash can and some banana peel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I thought it was an odd pick, uh, you know, to go with Kyler Murray, you know, number one overall. In the draft, uh, yeah, Ben, you're a big fan. You, you're a huge supporter of Josh Rosen. I never thought he was a great quarterback, but I think he's better than Kyler Murray. Um, it's it's oh man, it's a tough one. I, I don't I don't think Kyler Murray would have been chosen first overall if his 
current coach of the Arizona Cardinals was his past coach in, was it Texas Tech? Texas Tech, I, yeah. I don't think it would have ever happened. I don't think he would have been drafted until probably second, third, fourth round. I mean, I, I think the only reason he went first overall was because his he, coach. He knows him. Yeah, exactly. It's recency bias. It's knowledge bias. It's the same reason that a whole bunch of guys from Clemson got drafted in the first round, yeah. even though if they had lost the national championship, that probably would not have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the whole thing was just so weird to yeah. me. Everyone knew they were going to draft him. No one doubted that they were going and to draft him. On, on Instagram, and, on Instagram, a few days before the draft, or maybe a week before the draft, like Rosen's our guy. Yeah. What? And they tweeted it out, and after they changed the hashtag to, uh, what is it, cards, cards Got Kyler. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, nothing like telling the rest of the team that you have there that they're all important by putting one player in your freaking hashtag for your Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing seems strange. Everyone knew they were going to draft him, but yet they waited till after the draft, or essentially midway through the draft, before they traded him. Yeah. And they could have just traded him for more value before the draft, before yeah, everyone knew, exactly, and have, they had all that information. You have more leverage, you know, before the draft. But after the draft, once you have Kyler Murray, it's like, all right, we'll just take him for uh, it was a that bag of lemon heads. It was a sec, yeah, it's a bag of lemon heads. That's some, uh, what's know. that terrible one? Uh, good and plenty. Yeah, uh, you know, they, they traded him for what a second round pick yeah, I think it was this year, pick or something overall, and a third round pick last next yeah. year. I know Christian, our buddy, and listen, he should be thrilled. thrilled about it. he went to Miami. I, I never thought he was a good quarterback, Ben. But you definitely think he's a good quarterback. But you know, Kyler Murray first overall. That's a stretch. That's almost as bad as the Giants. Oh, <laughs> we'll get to that, baby. Yeah, know, we'll get to that. Uh, but the reality is, the the one person should be happy with that pick, and that's and that's Josh Rosen. Uh, he he posted a video today to all of the people in Arizona, which was a really classy move. Essentially thanking everyone in Arizona, saying goodbye. I mean, really left on really good terms uh, by not being antagonistic or petty at all. Uh, well, you have to go to Florida. Yeah, and the reality is he should be thrilled. He got away from perhaps the most poorly run franchise yeah. in the entire league with a general manager who somehow turned that team that was once a playoff contender into a team with only two good players. And even the two good players that you have, one on offense yeah, and one remember? on defense, you don't know how to use them. Remember when Arizona was good? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kai might be might be qualified to run a hot shop on the New York State Thruway, out of, but I don't know that he's qualified to run an NFL team. He and in every mistake that he's made since he's been there, he's been arrogant and petulant about it. He's he's treated the media as if they were just crazy out of line morons for even asking a question of him that team was an absolute shit show train wreck last year and because they traded away picks last year to get rosen and then they traded away picks this year and next year to get murray they're left with even fewer resources to build a team around him they've got no offensive line They've got one decent player on defense of any note, and they got a running back that they couldn't figure out how to – I mean, one of the best running backs in the league, and they couldn't figure out how to get the guy any yardage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's an absolute crap show. Rosen should be doing backflips all the way to Miami. <laughs> yeah, Miami's not the greatest That's team in the world. Traveling. But good Lord, he should be thrilled, not upset. No one should feel sorry for Josh Rosen. Everyone should feel sorry for Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah. And all the you, fans of Arizona. I agree with you. Sonia, it was it was it was a crazy first pick. Yeah, I mean, it was like almost like there was no drama to it at all. Yeah. I mean, how do you wait until people I mean, everybody, have everybody? Everybody knew that they were going to take Kyler Murray. I mean, I, I just try to 
keep it a secret somehow. It's you know? like you go and you're nego- you're trying to sell your car, right? And you invite all the people to your house that have already made offers on your car, and you tell the person that's about to make an offer all the other offers that you have, and then all the other people walk away. I mean, it's just it's it's it was it couldn't have been handled any more poorly. I mean, a guy that got fired at Texas Tech could not get another head coaching job in the NCAA. Somehow finagles his way into a job in the NFL because the ownership and the general manager in Arizona are completely incompetent, is able to trade away what might be the next decade of their team for one five foot ten quarterback. Well, Baker Mayfield is about five foot ten, but Baker Mayfield is, uh, in my opinion, a better quarterback. He has more skill. He's more talented than uh, than Kyler. But mind blowing. This it's your division. You should be happy by the, about yeah. this. You're as you should be as excited with this pick as I am with the Giants' sixth pick. <laughs> I like that pick. They picked up. They had quite a few picks in this draft. Yeah, they did. It, it seemed like every other pick was the Cardinals. But Steve Kime made those picks, yeah. so I'm confident <laughs> they won't work out. And, and I know this is a freshman team now, and they're you know they're out there and they're eager and blah blah blah. And and, and they did Josh Rosen wrong. I mean, we were never on the Josh Rosen. Yeah, I was never a big fan of him I, when he was in UCLA. I'm a, I'm a transplant. Yeah, I, I don't watch much football, college football, but when I do. I drink those seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I watch USC. I watch UCLA. I do watch UCLA, and and he never impressed me at UCLA. Ben, you were a big fan, but yes, I just... yeah, no, I, uh, I'm a little nervous. I, I, really I wouldn't be nervous, Sonia. I, I am. I'm a little. You know, they, they they try to compare him to Russell Wilson. He's no Russell Wilson. Not yet. But Not never. I'm gonna be the Don McNabb in this conversation. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I don't, no, no, he, he's a boom or bust kind of guy. I just think there's more potential to be a bust than a boom. I, I agree. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, he did do one thing. He saved Devin Bush. I mean, he, I mean Devin Bush would have gone down in the, the history of the NFL as having the worst suit ever. Uh, on a first round, on a first round I, I, draft I, I, pick, yeah, but but at least at least Kyler Murray had a war suit. So I thank you it, for that. It, it was well tailored, Ben. It was. Oh my god, and, that was and, terrible. And you're you're one to have tailored. I, I, I yeah. Well, my arms <laughs> my arms are too short for my body. I did not pay much. Not I didn't actually pay attention. attention. I, 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 I could say with absolute confidence that he had the wrong tie knot. Like I mean, yeah. Tie. Anyone that has a Windsor or a double Windsor knot, oh, it wow. doesn't have any idea you, how wait. to dress. It, 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 there's no single human being on the planet that has any class at all that didn't just get handed $10 million off the, you know, f- for after having no money before that, right. that would wear. <laughs> A Windsor knot or a double Windsor knot. You just do not wear oh, okay. double Windsor knots. Okay. You know what? You know what? He's, he's he is, but he has some people that consulting. Uh, you know what? I, I'm looking at it right now. Oh no! <laughs> God, those double wind, those full Windsor knots are just uh, terrible. It's it's not it's not that bad. It, it's it's really. I mean, look 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 look. As a wise person once said, "Never trust a man in a Windsor knot." I'm not even sure what a Windsor knot is. It's that giant, bulky, triangular knot. But 
Well, because no one, no one no, with it, any class wears them. It looks, it looks good. It looks good. I mean, uh, the maybe the color is. Uh, the color's fine. Yeah, the color is fine. The color is fine. I think yeah. it was burgundy. It was pink and burgundy. No, it, look, look. It, it, it was more of a pink. It was I a like pink. the tie, yeah. actually. I just don't like the knot. Okay, yeah. Anyways, uh, you can't even, you can't even, it's such a small picture, you can't even see the knot. I know it's a Windsor knot. That's all I need to know. So, what else are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that was the first pick. We're not happy about that. Uh, yeah, second pick went to uh, Nick Bosa, San Francisco yeah, 49ers. Bosa, uh, Niners fans, I'm sure, are excited. Ooh. I know at yeah, work, Niners fans were excited about that. They should be. I mean, yeah. he's a uh, you know his father played in the league. His brother plays for San Diego. Oh, sorry, Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's a top tier pass rusher. Should do really well yeah. in the league. Definitely. You know, I mean, I, I think they had to pick him at number Plug two and play type of guy. Yeah, can so you, make an impact. Yeah, I mean, I Definitely. think it's a smart pick. I mean, I think I was widely expected. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, the 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 Niners, uh, their defensive line, they're they're gonna be pretty good. Yeah, and they have, and and, and uh, yeah, they're they're gonna be pretty good. And that, your that, favorite quarterback's coming back next year. He's not my favorite. Q, he's not my favorite QB, but you, you know, do he, like him. I like him. Jimmy GQ is he's solid. He's uh, solid. The jury is <laughs> yeah. The jury is out with me for other reasons. The jury do, is but. out with me. <laughs> yeah, they there at least there was one car that was he's a good so quarterback. Dream. He's so dreamy. I said it to Lauren and she's like, "Oh my." God. Well, yeah. God. Nobody <laughs> uh, nobody got to re- I mean, if you think Josh Rosen got done dirty, I mean, when David Carr came into the league with that just god horrific yeah. Houston offense, I mean, he just got his ass slapped around and yeah. sacked and concussed for and that's exactly, for years. That's the route that Rosen would have been on if he stayed with Arizona. Yeah, I mean, he should be doing backflips, I'm telling you. I mean, God, good luck, Carl- Kyler. Golly. Golly. <laughs> uh, New York Jets at number three take Quinn and Williams, a great defensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, first surprise pick of the draft. Uh-huh. Uh, at number four, the Oakland Raiders took Cleveland Farrell out of Clemson. Shocked. Shocked. Uh, most folks thought that he would go much yeah. later in the first round, if not in the second mid-20s round. Mid-20s, maybe. And uh, like you said, early early second. I think they, yeah. they, they wanted him, and uh, the the... The scuttlebutt is that uh, is that he's a high class guy. He's a high character guy. Uh, somehow, I think this one person is going to undo forty years of Raiders history, <laughs> I don't, which I don't think is possible. So, uh, Cleveland Farrell, good luck to you in changing uh, a horrible culture with Antonio Brown on your team. Oh, the shot! You got to take the shot. There it is, right there. Wait, that's a, sorry. Okay, 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 okay. We weren't okay. even talking about Antonio Brown, and all of a sudden... I say he has to take a shot every time we're not even talking about Wait, so a shot on every subject? That, that was mean-spirited. It was well, uncalled for. Well, I mean, I mean, you think Cleveland Farrell is going to... Are you upset that he's no longer just going to be there? Be there where? Running terrible routes and hoping that he has a quarterback that can find him down the field. And these are half shots. These aren't. Yeah, these are half shots because we want to get through this podcast while I'm still speaking clearly. Are you talking about Brown? Well, yeah. I mean, the guy. I mean, he had one of the most improvisational quarterbacks in the league that was able to find him when he ran those trash routes down the field. And he thinks Derek Carr is going to do that. That's another shot. Well, I'll just do this. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going to do one. No, no. Then I'll, I'll, I told you I'll tell him that he's the best 
receiver ever. The, and golly and, gosh, darn and if guys, I had if I had a hundred if I had a hundred thousand dollars and that's all I had, I would definitely upholster the inside of my car with it. <laughs> I don't even think Antonio Brown would wear a Windsor or not. Be honest with you. Well, that's a compliment there. Take the, regurgitate uh, that shot. <laughs> out. Uh, number five, the pick that I actually wanted. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Devin White, probably the best linebacker in the draft. Uh, I think it was a great pick by them. Franny, any thoughts on that? No, yeah, just, no. I, I mean, there's just so a many smart guys, pick. I mean, smart yeah. pick. Yeah, he's just a great linebacker. I, I just think that the Buccaneers need a lot more, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could have taken a quarterback at five since you don't have one of those. And everyone, if you listen to the podcast, no, in they the have past, a great, they have a great backup in Jameis Winston. They just need yeah, a starter. Yeah. They just need a starting quarterback. And you know, I think Franny and I will disagree about this next pick. Uh, but uh, but as, as anyone has listened to the podcast before <laughs> knows that I believe that if you have a need at quarterback, you should draft an effing quarterback as first opportunity you get and they did not do that so i guess it's jamin winston Jameis winston and devin white on defense and a bunch of scrubs uh number six first shock uh although it was not shocking at all that giants fans were upset by a pick in the draft <laughs> because they could have drafted johnny unitas here and the giants <laughs> fan would still would have pissed off uh daniel jones quarterback from duke goes at number six predicted to go possibly in the second round yeah. of the draft yeah. and that's exactly why this is a head scratcher i mean they could have gotten this guy like you said in the second round i mean number six overall is quite a reach to get daniel jones yeah yeah i mean i thought the it guy was didn't have a stellar college career and he's playing for duke i thought you know they're they're, they're more well known for basketball than they are for for football i mean yeah, uh, I mean, I'm happy as an Eagles fan. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and I and apparently, you know, I mean, if you look at his stats, the yards per attempt, yards per uh, reception were not particularly good either. Uh, if you if you match him up stat for stat with other folks that had similar um, stats, you get a guy like Jake Locker. I think his first name was Jake. <laughs> I can't remember if it was his first name. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a strange pick. But if the if the Giants are sold on this guy because he looks like uh, Eli Manning, he plays like <laughs> Eli Manning. He was coached by the same person that coached Eli Manning. I mean, if that's what it takes to get you your quarterback, I mean, the Giants can't have it both ways, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they, they do nothing but complain about Eli Manning, and then they finally draft a quarterback, Not and the they're right still one. complaining about it. I mean, they could have had Drew Haskins fifty dollars to get in, uh, but you know, I I, I just I, I still I think it was a strange pick. But if you want your guy and, you, and that's a guy you want. You might as well, you know, take him. I think Franny uh, definitely disagrees with me on this. <laughs> Do you disagree, Franny? I'm happy with the pick for the Giants. You're happy with the picks for the Giants. Sonia, what do you think? Uh, you know what? I, I, I think the kid's going to be okay. But you know what? Eli's not going to give up. No, they're talking that he may sit behind Eli for three more years. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I mean, Dave, Dave Gettleman can't get a break, man. He should just get a T-shirt that says, I'm not Steve Kime. Yeah. That's all he needs to do. But the Giants actually had a really good draft after that. They took Dexter Lawrence, a defensive tackle from Clemson. They took a cornerback out of Georgia, uh, DeAndre Baker, who's pretty good. They took an edge rusher out of, out of uh, Old Dominion, a cornerback out of Notre Dame, a linebacker out of Wisconsin, and then they finally finished up the draft with a bunch of picks, uh, wide receiver, cornerback, tackle, and defensive tackle out of Syracuse. 
I mean, I think the Giants had a solid draft uh, after that move. Um, and a, a surprising number of folks on defense. But, I mean, I think the Giants did okay. I just think it was a shocking – and it, it's always amazing. To, they actually had all the scenes from MetLife Stadium. I mean, it was it was just sheer shock when they drafted uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, because I mean, because he was predicted to go. You know, Franny and I were talking yesterday. Franny thought they could have easily got him at seventeen, which was their next pick. Even further than that, second round. Yeah, because the guy round. they the guy they wanted went at fifteen. The guy the fans wanted went at fifteen. Yeah, well, the fans. <laughs> you shouldn't always listen to the fans. You should probably never listen to the fans. Heart. Yeah, I mean, and if that's your guy, go get your guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at seven took Josh Allen, fairly predictable pick. Uh, Lions, this one I thought was a little bit strange. A team that has drafted tight ends uh, every other year or so for a decade and a half and has yet to find a tight end that didn't do better <laughs> after they left the team than when they were on the team, decided to use their their highest pick to get T.J. Hawkinson uh, tight end out of Iowa who who can catch the ball, who can block, who can play in a in a in a twelve man formation. I, I good luck to him, I guess. Uh, that was a little bit of a strange pick. Uh, Buffalo Bills took Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston. I thought that was a, a you know a smart pick. And at number ten, oh Ben, the Pittsburgh Steelers moving up have moved up. Ten spots. The last time the Steelers moved up in the first round was 2003 and 2000, respectively, to take Santonio Holmes, who caught probably the most important and most interesting catch ever in Super Bowl history to beat the Arizona Cardinals, and Troy Palomalu, widely regarded as one of the best safeties ever to play the game. They trade their tenth or their twentieth pick to. The Denver Broncos, they give away a second-round pick and a third-round pick next year, and they picked up Devin Bush, linebacker from Michigan. This was an amazing pick. I am enthusiastic. I am happy. I am thrilled with this pick. I think most Steelers fans are happy about this pick, definitely. I mean, he could play right away. I mean, especially after what happens to uh, Shazier. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's the quarterback of the Michigan defense. He lines everybody up. He calls the plays. He makes sure everybody is where they need to be. Uh, he is going to be able to start right away. I think the Steelers will probably sit him behind Barron uh, for a short period of time, but I think he'll outplay Barron in a very short period of time. And, uh, yeah, I'm just thrilled. I mean, I'm absolutely thrilled that the Steelers saw what they wanted and went out and got it instead of just hoping for the best. Franny, what do you think? Oh, it's a good pick. I, <laughs> I, I think I mentioned that just before yeah, you yeah, said you did. What do you think about this? <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else you want to add about how. Uh, no, that's it's a good pick, Ben. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the Steelers for getting a, a linebacker. I know they've needed linebacker help for the past, I don't know, two, three, four years now. Yeah, I mean, ever since Shazier. Yeah, Shazier uh, going out. But even with Shazier, I still think they needed a couple linebackers in there, but uh, you know, some, some depth at that position. So, you know, that's a great pick for the Steelers. All right. The Bengals take Jonah Williams, tackle from Alabama. Green Bay Packers took Rashawn Gary, pretty predictable picks all the way through. The first, I think the next pick of any real interest other than the Falcons taking uh, an offensive lineman, which I think they desperately need, was number 15, 
I'd like to hear what Franny has to say about this. The Washington Redskins take Dwayne Haskins, pocket passer from <laughs> the Ohio State University. What do you think about that pick, Franny? I'm also happy about this pick <laughs> for the Redskins uh, because I don't think Dwayne Haskins is a great quarterback. I think he was playing in a good system. Um, you know, in uh, in Ohio State, he was playing behind the third best line in college football, so he was protected almost all the time. Um, uh, he doesn't have that same line in Washington, and uh, yeah, he could, he could be an accurate passer, but um, uh, I, I'm not I'm not sure when he'll exactly start. I'm not sure when Alex Smith will be back. When he'll be healthy, year after next, maybe. Um. No, but as a Eagles fan, I'm pleased with this pick because it's pretty high, and I don't yeah. think he's that good. I I, I think that uh, I'm probably as comfortable outside the pocket as he is. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, let's hope that he matures a little bit. I, I think it was a little bit high to take Haskins. Uh, if you look at his reaction when Daniel Jones was drafted, I think it was extraordinarily childish, essentially shaking his head as if he just couldn't believe that this this scrub was taken ahead of him. Uh, he expected to be picked by the Giants, and he expected to be picked much earlier than he was. Uh, and he was the first player, I guess, in NFL recent history. Uh, he did not, in fact, go to Nashville for the draft. He instead rented out a bowling alley and charged people $50 a pop to come in and watch his draft party, uh, which I guess has never been done before. Uh, People sort of thought that it was smart to make a few thousand dollars as a side hustle after not being paid in college football. I just thought the reaction to Daniel Jones, someone who he should have at least outwardly been happy for, um, because given the rookie contracts, the money difference between what he's going to make and what Jones is going to make is not particularly high. So it shows that he has more pride than sense there and then charging the money. It just didn't didn't show a lot of class in how he handled the draft, but I'll just chalk that up to immaturity. But I agree with Franny 100%. I think he's perfect for Washington. Uh, I think that he'll be a pocket passer much like Alex Smith was, and unless they get the exact right players around him mm-hmm. and the exact right coaching staff around him, he is going to struggle down there, and he's going to get beat up uh, by the pass rush of New York, of Philadelphia especially, uh, and he's going to really suffer at the hands of a lot of really good defenses in the NFC. Sonia, any thoughts on Dwayne Haskins? All right. <laughs> uh, we have a few more picks in the first round. Uh, I think the Giants, again, took Dexter Lawrence uh-huh. at number 17. I thought that was a smart pick. They got both of the players they wanted in the first round. Uh, Broncos took Noah Fant uh, with the deal that they've made with Pittsburgh, a, a pretty good tight end. Wait, the what, second, what pick was that? Or, uh, Twenty. Oh, oh, so eighteen was uh, Garrett Bradbury. Garrett, okay, okay, okay. We're moving fast. Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay, I, th- I, th- I thought we were going through them. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we American can go through. Okay, okay. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead, Ben. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Simmons at nineteen, uh, defensive tackle out of Mississippi. I thought was a really good pick. Uh, Twenty Noah Fant again. Uh, Twenty-one Green Bay Packers. Packers Darnell Savage, safety out of Maryland. I thought that was a really interesting pick that the Green Bay Packers, with however many years they have left with uh, Aaron Rodgers, decided to go defense on their first pick after mm-hmm. primarily going defense in free agency. Um. Oh, next pick. 
Yeah, the Eagles. The Philadelphia they Eagles. Moved up from the 25th, I believe they yeah. had. And, they got to uh, trade with uh, Baltimore. Yeah. What do you Ooh. think about this pick? Andre Dillard, you know, I mean, tackle it, out of Washington. It's a you know, it's a boring pick whenever you pick up a guy on the line, um, but I think it's a wise pick. Um, you know, uh, Jason uh, just Peters is getting older. Uh, Brendan Brooks was injured uh, last year in the playoffs um, with the Saints. He tore his uh, ACL. Um, so I think it adds a little bit of extra depth to the offensive line, and I'm all for offensive line, offensive line and defensive line. If you can pick up guys on both lines, they're not exciting picks, but um, it's what wins you football games, ultimately. Yeah, I thought it was a really, really smart pick. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz, if you want to keep him upright, uh, both in terms of his – well, in terms of his confidence, he's, he's coming back from, yeah. you know, back-to-back injuries – uh, and he needs confidence back there. He and, and the way to build confidence to make is to make him feel safe for some period of time next year, where he can get his legs under him. And I think the more strength they have on that line, the better. I agree with Friday yeah. a thousand percent on that pick. It's not sexy, but yeah, that's what you do to win games, mm-hmm. especially in the NFC East. Uh, next up, beautiful Houston Texans <laughs> take another tackle out of Alabama State. Whatever. It's the it's the Houston Texans, the beautiful Oakland, Raider, Oakland Raiders. Uh, no, I mean I think this was a shocking pick to me. The Oakland Raiders take the running back out of Alabama, uh, the second running back out of Alabama. I mean he's he's a really good back, uh, runs with purpose, runs with force. Um, I just sort of expected them to go either with defense again here or with a wide receiver. So mm-hmm. it just uh, probably a pretty smart pick for for Oakland. What do you think, Franny? We'll see. I'm still not sold on on Gruden as their coach. Me neither. So we'll see how he coaches these guys up. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with Oakland next yeah. year. I was just shocked he didn't take a bunch of wide receivers and corners here in the first round and the second round. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it's disappointing that he didn't do as badly as I expected him to do. Uh, 25th, Baltimore Ravens take wide receiver Marquise Brown out of Oklahoma. Unfortunately, that's a good pick for a division rival. Uh, next, Washington Redskins take Montez Sweat. Edge rusher out of Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. He's a good player, Franny. He was supposed to go earlier yeah. in the draft. Yeah, so I mean, it's a good pickup for the Redskins. Actually, the Redskins also had a very good draft. So Yeah, I was shocked. Uh, yeah, I, I'm shocked, and I'm not very happy with that. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, because going into the day, there was all this all this uh, gossip that Daniel Snyder had just sort of lost his mind and was going to start trading picks all over the place and, uh-huh. and just taking whoever he wanted to take. Uh, but it, that didn't happen. I no. mean, they, they had a fairly conservative... Well-rounded draft, which, which shocked a lot of people. Quite a few draft picks, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up, 27. Oh, God, Oakland again. Jonathan Abram, safety out of Mississippi State. Another smart pick for the Raiders, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> you, is that because Antonio Brown is now in the Raiders, Ben? Yeah, well. Would you like to take another shot, <laughs> I would not. <laughs> I would not. I just I expected John Gruden to do sort of predictable things and take flashy you know, players with high upside but low predictability, yeah. and and he did really well, and I'm I'm upset by that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, next up at 28, L.A. Chargers take Jerry Tillery, another tackle, our defensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Pretty smart pick, I think. There, yeah, yeah I think uh, so. Sonia, thoughts? Uh, Jerry Tillery. No, no, I don't the name. Okay, Los Angeles Superchargers. <laughs> <laughs> and next up we have the Seattle Seahawks with a surprise pick. Too many. 
Uh, L.J. Collier, defensive end out of Texas Christian University. Who do you think he's replacing? I think he's replacing. Which uh, guy was that that they traded K- the other day? KJ Wright. No, they signed him. Can you remember uh, Richard with, Sherman? No, he's with San Francisco. Did, did he sign with a team in the AFC West? I can't really remember. Uh, <laughs> Sonia, what do you think about the pick for? I, I, I don't know the guy. I'll take Collier. <laughs> you watch well what they really mean is they read somebody else's interpretation of the film that the other person watched yeah yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm looking at it. It's funny because there's a B plus right there for you, Sonia. Is it? Is it a B plus? It's a B plus. Hey, that's a passing. That's that's, that's hey, that's like 89 percent, Sonia. That's almost that's an A, right. A minus right. almost. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't doubt. <laughs> I don't Caesar degrees. I never heard of that, but geez, I should have. Oh, you never heard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I used to say. That's what I said all through college. Uh. Caesar and degrees. <laughs> um, I thought it was a smart pick. I mean, obviously, a lot of folks thought he was going to go much lower in the draft. You know he's not a he's not a pass rusher like uh, you know like Clark was, but but he's a solid player. You know, Pro Football Focus really likes him. Uh, he comes I highly I regarded. Do not doubt the Seattle Seahawks and their choice for any defensive player. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's probably going to do great. I mean, he can clog up the edge. You know, whether or not he can move uh, towards the quarterback is another story. But I guess they'll figure out, and I yeah, confident yeah. they'll oh, figure yeah. out a way to do it. Yep. Uh, but he's a high character guy, and the stats really speak highly of him. So I, I'm not going to doubt it. Uh huh. And he was really happy when they called him. So you know that, that you always, know, they, that always they, goes they, a long way drafted, with me. They drafted by need, not by the best player on the board. I'm more of the guy that if I was the GM, I would choose need over best guy on the board. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and that's I, exactly I, what Seattle did. I think I they think, did a good job. I agree with Franny. I think you go with need, or you or you build yeah. on your strength, and you know, that, like for for uh, uh, Philadelphia, that's defensive line and offensive line, and they built on their strengths. Uh, so next up on the board again, the Giants. They took a cornerback out of Georgia, DeAndre Baker. Uh, I think it's again a smart pick by the Giants. I mean, they they struggled on defense. Uh, so I mean, they they went out and got a solid they quarterback. They struggled everywhere. They did, <laughs> they did. But that's their identity, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, right uh, they're, they're supposed to have a defensive identity. They had uh, it for a long time, uh, and they're trying to get back to whatever they call Giants football, whatever the hell that is. Uh, so thirty-one, the Atlanta Falcons take Caleb McGarry tackle out of Washington. Mm-hmm. Again, I think a smart move by them. Uh, you know, if you're going to keep that team chugging along, you got to protect. Also struggled on. Uh, yeah. On off, I mean, on, on defense, offense, yeah, yeah, offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Last year. They, they struggled everywhere too. I mean, last year was pretty bad for the Atlanta Falcons. But I know Franny really likes Matt Ryan, so we're going to help keep him upright here. <laughs> he's, he's my quarterback every year in fantasy football because he's he's the guy that's left in the last few rounds. Yeah, and here at number thirty-two, unfortunately, uh, a player that slipped all the way to thirty-two for some strange reason, yeah, and man. you were kind of disappointed by this because uh, you thought he was the best wide receiver in the draft. And I did, went I did to uh, one of the teams they hate the most in the, in and, the league, and that just makes sense. I mean, they, they just sat back and they said, you know what, we're going to take. You know, he's a, he's a high class guy uh, at Arizona State. He can run every route on the board and every route in the tree, however you want to describe it. Um, he had a great combine, uh, not. The best combine, but apparently he's, you know, he's a solid, solid receiver, solid, solid dude. Uh, so of course the Patriots were there to grab him up immediately. 
uh, as soon as they became <laughs> at 32. After three hours. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I mean, how many – was he the first wide receiver taken? No, he was. He was the or first second. Marquise Brown went oh, to the okay. Ravens. Which, oh. uh, but, I mean, he was only the second wide receiver taken in the first round. I mean, that is really shocking um, considering how much the league is built around passing and um, – It's not built around. <laughs> well, <laughs> they just changed. They just changed all the rules in the offseason. Yeah, so talking that, about New England, yeah, but New England, yeah, oh. they're definitely not the, you know, a, a deep threat when yeah. you're talking about passing. Yeah. Sorry. All right, uh, Sonia. Any more comments on the first round of the draft? No. no. All right, no. we'll be right back after a short break, everybody. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, it is our listener message. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast and subscribing. We really appreciate it. It really means the world to us. We are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, with all your friends, relatives, anyone that you know. Extended any, family. Anyone that you think would like the show. Uh, anyone can listen and subscribe by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or just about any available podcatcher. Please leave us a review, a positive review, please. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you took the time to do that, even if you just say, I like this podcast, period. Uh, if you would like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us at podcast thirsting goal at gmail.com again that's podcast thirsting goal at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter at thirstand and or sorry at on instagram at thirstand and on twitter at goal thirst you can also leave your questions there if you'd like to donate to the show you can go to patreon.com forward slash thirst and goal all right franny what is next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our tag team news. Yeah, so we really didn't have a lot of news this week because the draft <clears throat> sort of led the uh, the news for the entire week. So we'll just sort of go through uh, the picks for each of our teams and see how we all sort of feel about the picks, if we like them, if we don't like them. Uh, I guess we could start with the beautiful Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Uh, we already went and uh, mentioned the the first pick they had in, in the first round, Andre Dillard, a tackle out of Washington, a tackle out of Washington State. Uh, many thought that the Eagles, uh, while they already have uh, what many believe to be the top rated roster in the league, I, you uh, feel that way, Ben. I think you feel <laughs> that way more than anybody else. A lot of analysts think that they have their roster is stacked. Uh, they didn't trade out of. Many of their picks to pick up uh, additional picks. So in round two, they took Miles Sanders running back out of Penn State. What do you think about that pick, Franny? Um, it's an interesting pick. Uh, Jordan Howard is on a contract year. Um, you know, obviously JGI wasn't signed. Darren Sproles hasn't been signed yet. So they basically have Corey Clement. Um, was Josh Adams? Was Josh Adams? I yeah. Believe. Yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting pick. Uh, he seems like he could be a very good running back. 
Um, but I was expecting the Eagles just to go more defensive backs. You know, I mean, our, our cornerbacks have been pretty terrible. Like, <laughs> even when they, even when they weren't hurt, <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> It's a direction that I expect the Eagles to go. Yeah, uh, picking up a, a running back and also a quarterback, also wide receiver. You know, going yeah. all offense. I'm sure you were going to come. You know, that was you were going to talk about yeah. those too. Uh, but I, I know we were, me and you were texting back, uh, back and forth during the draft, um, expecting the Eagles to go more, you know, quarterback heavy. But yeah, no, that didn't pick up anybody. Yeah, they, I mean, I was a little shocked by this pick. I mean, I, I really expected them to go heavy on defense and build strength on strength. There, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they picked up a defensive end, but uh, that, that's pretty much the only guy. I think the seventh pick um, was a trade with the Colts uh, for, I, I think, also uh, a player on the defensive line. So uh, it's kind of odd that they didn't pay attention to the secondary. Yeah, I mean, they held it together really well last year uh, in their secondary <laughs> after all of those injuries. But that, can they that's do that? Saying much. I mean, but can <laughs> they do that two years yeah, in a row? They can held you... on, but they didn't really play... It wasn't stellar. Yeah, I mean, the they, they had end. some. I mean, uh, the names are escaping me right now after the draft. But mm-hmm. I mean, they had some guys that played better, I think, than they expected them yeah. to in yeah. the secondary. But can they repeat that again? I mean, the guy out of Penn State uh, runs with purpose. Uh, apparently, uh, much better pass catching running back than than Howard is. So that the expectation is that he'll probably start right away, and he'll he'll be out there with Clement catching passes. Uh, you know, from Carson Wentz, and maybe that was you know one of the, you know one of the thoughts in this draft was, you know they're they're confident that Schwartz can can keep that defense together and hold it together, and let's get some weapons around Carson Wentz and see if we can't you know protect him on offense on the offensive line and get some weapons on on offense, get some skill players in there, and and make a run at this thing. Uh, yeah. So the next pick after that, uh, not sure if I can pronounce. This name correctly, <laughs> JJ Arcega Whiteside, mm-hmm. uh, wide receiver out of the Ivy League of the West out of Stanford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think about a, a wide receiver right after a running back? I mean, he's a, he's a good receiver. He's a big guy. He's a strong guy. He's a tall guy. You know, he goes up for the balls. Um, you know, he he is great in the end zone, but. Um, also, another it's another position that the Eagles don't really need. I mean, yeah. it's not something that they I, – I, I, oh God, I don't know what they were thinking about. I mean, well, it, was, it may be the best player that they thought was on the board at the time, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of odd. I wasn't really happy with the Eagles. Other than that first-round pick with the tackle, I mean, I, I don't – I'm not very happy with what the Eagles chose. In yeah, this draft. and we were texting back and forth, like Franny said. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was just – I was predicting defense all the way. I mm-hmm. mean, I was predicting defensive backs, defensive linemen, build on, that, on the strength of the team – uh, but we got sort because, of the opposite of that yeah, all the I way mean, until round you have, four. You have, you have Elshon Jeffrey, which is a pretty tall stud receiver. Um, you have Zach Ertz, who has the same ability to go up for the ball in the red zone. Stud. I don't think you need this guy. I mean, you have you have a couple of guys on the team that can do the same exact thing. You know, people are talking about Aguilar getting traded, but Aguilar is a different type of receiver. Aguilar is the yeah, kind of guy. Speedy, quick guy. Yeah, I mean, now they have Deshaun Jackson. They can do the same thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you have two guys on the team who you're already paying a lot of money who can do what our Sega Whiteside does. Sega Genesis. Our Sega Whiteside Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I mean, I think it was a an interesting couple picks there because those are their high picks in round two, uh, pick fifty three and pick fifty seven. They didn't pick again until pick one thirty eight, uh, where they took Sharif Miller oh, Edge, not the not the quarterback. No, he yet. comes ne- he comes next at the end. Uh, but they took an edge rusher out of Penn State. I mean, Penn State heavy. If you only have uh, five. <laughs> five picks and two of uh, two of them are from Penn State. Sharif Miller, edge rusher. Uh, that's what we sort that's of fine. expected that's fine. them I to mean, do. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, if you want to build on uh, what they already have, there, yep. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm completely fine with any defensive players. But you know, the defense is what we should have focused on. It seems like it was mostly just offense, and, and I'm dumbfounded by that. Yeah, I mean, the next pick round uh, round five, pick one sixty seven, Clayton. Thorson, not Tyreek Jackson, I might add, uh, out of uh, Northwestern. Yeah. It's I don't know much about him. I don't know if you know much about him. I don't think anybody knows much about him. Uh, but it was, uh, I guess, maybe they think Sudfeld is not a great backup, or or he might be looking for a contract, you know, next year. Yeah, bigger yeah. contract maybe, and they can lock this guy up. I think they should have taken Tyreek Jackson, who went to the Bills. Uh, as an undrafted free agent after the draft, uh, I think that would have been a smart pick there if they were going to go with a quarterback that they were going to develop. But they went with uh, Clayton Thornson or Thorson mm-hmm. out of uh, out of Northwestern. It's yeah, interesting that they only that they settled with just the five picks. Yeah, but they've been active in free agency. Yeah, and you know, I trust in Howie Roseman. Yeah, I trust uh, you know the way that I trust in uh, Schneider. And Carroll in Seattle. I mean, I, I think that they know what they're doing. It just was shocking to see a running back and a wide receiver, I think, go back-to-back. Yeah. Sonia, any thoughts on the Philadelphia Eagles draft? No. Well, they made a conscious decision not to have a lot of picks. Yeah. And you thought you guys were trading out of a lot of picks, Sonia. She was so pissed yeah, off. You guys so with, funny. You guys started out with four picks. You ended, out with, you ended up with... Yeah. But tied for first. Yeah. No, no, no. First was uh, the Vikings with 12. And then it's us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're hustling, baby. <laughs> well, that wasn't what you were saying on Thursday night. Hey, uh, no, I was really Or excited. Friday night. I was all excited. I was waiting for their pick. Here it comes. Here it comes. The pick is in. Up, oh, Trey. Right, there you go. All right. There you go, Green Bay. You can get your guy. Whatever. We should have gotten that guy, but whatever. It's okay. You need him. Yeah, I gotta. We gotta take a. Franny and I gotta take a deep breath for this. We got a lot of picks to get through here for Seattle. For Seattle? It's like fourteen of them. No, it's a. <laughs> it's eleven. From, from TCU. Yep. He's replacing Mike Bennett. Blair. He's a safety from Utah. Um, he's gonna have to go ahead and compete with Delano Hill. Uh, Metcalf, wide receiver from Old Miss. Okay, so did anybody watch the call that Metcalf got from? I did. I cried. Uh, I'm a baller anyway, so whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm a baller. <laughs> I'm not a baller. Anymore. Yeah, fans of the pocket, she cries when she's happy and when she's sad. <laughs> You're a baller, Sonia. It was awesome. It was awesome. He, he, was, he picked up the phone and he's crying. He goes, why did you call me earlier? <laughs> yeah, why did you guys wait so long? Why did you wait so long? <laughs> because we traded out of 37 picks. <laughs> <laughs> He is. He's huge. He's I a physical he, specimen. His body sure. fat is definitely higher than as reported, but. <laughs> uh, he definitely is. He walked in with no shirt on and he kept 
Carol stood up and took his shirt off. Yeah, that was an awesome scene. I guess the, I guess Schneider or somebody else on the staff convinced Metcalf to walk in without his shirt on because there was that meme with the picture for so long. Uh, yeah. And uh, Pete Carroll, as soon as, he, as soon as Metcalf walked in, Pete Carroll just took his whole shirt off and shook his hand. And you know what? He's in great shape. He look, yeah, he look. He looks like he is. I was shocked. I was like, "Damn! Yeah. I just no way I'm going to look that good when I'm 70 plus." <laughs> He's um, been working out. Moving on to the linebacker uh, Burton from Utah. Um, so we've got Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his final contract year, and I've got KJ Wright. He's 30, so he. But you locked him up. We, we did lock him up. Locked him up. Um, but uh, there's going to be some competition. But the sad thing is. I'm going to butcher the name. Shaquille? Griffin. Shaquille Griffin. Well, there's two. Shaquille and Shaquille? Yeah, so Shaquille Griffin, it looks like he's going to be edged out. (coughs) Because they got Burton, linebacker from Utah, and then they got Bourbon. I've never even heard of these people. I mean, I'm so sorry, kids. (laughs) Kids? They are kids. I know, I know. That's... Um, when they started crying, I start crying, regardless of what team they play yeah. for. They're a little bit younger than you, Sonia. Anyway, <laughs> I could be all of their mothers. <laughs> no, I can't. Um, Burke Kirvin, he's also a linebacker from Washington. Hey, they took him from home. Um, he's also going to give Shaquille, Shaquille Griffin sort of a run for the money. Uh, Jennings, wide receiver from West VA. Ben. West Virginia. And, um, <laughs> like Cue it up. That's the position that they were sort of queuing in for. Queuing in. Queuing in because he said it. Uh, that's the position that um, they're going to go ahead and give them uh, Baldwin's position. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see, Sonia. Don't start crying just yet. I have nothing to say. Uh, Amadi, quarterback from Oregon. He's going to take on Justin Coleman's position. Uh, let's see. Homer, running back, Miami. I don't know much about these last three. The, the one name that I really like is Christmas from the defensive tackle. Oh, yeah, you got Demarcus Christmas. Yay! He's coming in wearing a, sno- he's coming in wearing a Snoopy outfit. Christmas in Seattle. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> and you picked up a wide receiver to end the draft. From Hawaii, yeah. And then we picked up nine free agents. <laughs> quarterback from South Dakota State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch out, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, and and uh, as Frane and I have said many times in the past, if Sonia has 15 minutes to do research, she'll beat the shit out of both of us. Yeah, yeah. And she just did that again. Well, I knew how long this segment would be. It, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true. We're already an hour and some minutes in, but Ben. We heard the Seahawks. <laughs> Good for I mean draft choices. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm enthusiastic about the Steelers draft. We took yeah. Devin Devin Bush. You know we traded up from twenty to ten to get Bush. Yeah, great pick. Yeah. Great pick. And uh, in in the third round, since we didn't have a pick in the second round, we took Deontay Johnson, wide receiver out of Toledo, who is an amazing wide receiver. Yes, I know he's only about five foot ten and about one hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, but how uh, tall was Antonio Brown? Exactly, but this guy can play out of every position on the field, and he did so at Toledo. Uh, he can play from the X, he can play from the Y, he can play in the slot. He can play on special teams as well, which is something that the Steelers are in desperate need of. This kid is amazingly uh, versatile and flexible, and he's got tricky speed. Uh, he can beat you off the line. Great pick. Uh, next pick, round three, uh, Justin Lane, quarterback out of Michigan State. You know, 
Steelers taking cornerbacks. Let's hope for the best there. Uh, pick four, number uh, or round four, pick twenty. Benny Snell, running back out of Kentucky. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know who that was. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess he's a yeah. He's, a, he's not very fast, but Snell. Okay. Yeah, he he runs with purpose. He runs downhill. Uh, he's not a sophisticated. You know, he runs right <laughs> at the line. He he. You know, he's a he's a bear to tackle, uh, which neither Connor. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 running backs that we have now are not. Uh, you know, Connor and Samuels are not exactly. What happened to Bell, Ben? <laughs> How do you feel about Le'Veon Bell? He went to a team with a terrible draft. Thank you very much. <laughs> so the team did badly. So I. You know, Le'Veon Bell didn't show up to voluntary <laughs> camp, uh, which tells me that after not practicing for two years, he doesn't feel like he needs any practice. So good Shot. luck, good luck to you, Jets. Shot. No, okay. Oh, he just says he doesn't need any practice. No. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I'm just Jets keys and Cheesecake Factory shots. in Florida. I am good to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, not but bad. not if you're a running back and you're supposed healthy, to come but... in at 100 or whatever. You're either way. Uh, but Benny Snell's supposed to be uh, a really good downhill runner, so he can add a little bit of beef uh, to Pittsburgh's running game, assuming he gets any playing time. This was a strange pick, uh, round five, pick three. Zach Gentry, or Gentry out of uh, Michigan. He's essentially a Jesse James clone, a tall, lanky, not particularly good receiving tight end. Uh, fairly average. I thought that was a weird... <laughs> Well, I thought it was a weird pick. I mean, we we only have Vance McDonald, who's injury prone, and um, the backup uh, tight end, whose name escapes me right now. But we really don't have depth at tight end, so I thought it was a strange pick to take such an unversatile tight end there. But you know, let's hope for the best. Uh, as Franny said, when we're getting into round six, you know, what are you what are you going to do here? You know, you just you just hope and pray. Yeah, uh, throwing darts. Yeah, we got an edge rusher out of northern Northern Illinois. We got. Uh, another tackle, uh, Isaiah Bugs out of, out of uh, Alabama, which I think was a good pick. I think he led the team in sacks la- uh, last year. Uh, so I think that was a pretty good pick. Uh, we got Ulysses Gilbert, another linebacker out of Akron. And we got Derwin Gay, a tackle out of Maryland. So all in all, I think the, the Steelers had a really solid, functional draft. I, I didn't agree. expect them to end up with um, – as many picks as they were able to accumulate, starting with ten, but they, you know, trading up to get Devin Bush. I expected them to have fewer total picks, but luckily, thank you, John Elway. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you for giving now, us. I, uh, I agree with you, Ben. I mean, I, I think the Steelers and the Seahawks both both had good drafts. I'm just not happy with what the Eagles did. This year, and so that's why I was kind of quiet with the Eagles picks. I'm like, yeah, that's fine, that's okay, all right, yeah, okay. The first, the first pick was all right, but the rest were not what I would have expected. Oh, Sonia is bringing something to my attention, which I forgot to mention earlier in the podcast. Uh, is it Robbie Gould? Yep. Yeah, uh, we didn't mention this earlier. The kicker for the San Francisco 49ers who's been franchise tagged this year that'll teach you to franchise tag a kicker. Uh, <laughs> Has refused to play for the 49ers this year unless they trade him to Chicago, who needs a kicker. That's where he was. He was, but remember, they let go of Cody Parker. because Cody Parkey, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, double dunk. Cody Parkey made the best play ever. um, uh, I mean, how do you hit the field goal post twice? Six times, actually, throughout the season. He was upset because the 49ers (coughs) went off to go talk to Rob Gus. 
Oh, they, uh, a team tried to find a better player than you? Oh, my God, no. That's that's horrible. How dare they? How dare you try to sign Aaron Rodgers when you've got, you know, Blake Bortles. Robbie Gould's a good kicker, but, I mean, you're a kicker. I mean, and actually kickers are more important than people give them credit for, but, you know, a, a holdout for a kicker? Okay, whatever. Sign another kicker and let him hold out. Whatever. Yeah. He's $5 million off the cap. Were there any kickers taking the draft? Yeah, what were there? I I don't, I don't yeah, remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think there was a punter taken too. Yeah. Wow. Um. But yeah, I mean, if Robbie Gould, he's he's getting paid five million dollars. I think is the kicker franchise cap, which is not even the highest paid kicker in the league. So if you if he wants to sit out for the whole year, uh, go to Chicago, hang out with your family, and don't earn five million dollars because I think that San Francisco 49ers could probably absorb that, that five is, million that dollars without, kicker without a lot of problems. So a kicker? suck it up, man. Jesus. I mean, it's just... What has this world come to? <laughs> I mean, it's like a FedEx, you know, pilot saying, I don't like flying <laughs> around the country. I mean, well, this, is your, soon enough, ben. this is your <laughs> job, man. You know, you play... You, I mean, they have a good team, too. Um, you know, it's this is... You don't get to choose... I mean, Antonio Brown did enough. You don't get to choose the team that you get that you want to play for. What's what's next? In 2055 draft, the, it's all completely reversed, and the players are lined up on the stage, and they pick the teams they want to go to? Uh, all right. Oh, okay. All right, Friday. That's what they needed. <laughs> <laughs> What's next Super up on the big bound Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What's next up on the big board? Never. <laughs> well, Ben, next up on the big board is uh, the rookie wage scale. I don't know where you want to go with this. Yeah, I just, we just, I mean, it, this is what made the draft, I think, a lot more fun today than, than, or a lot more fun this week than it had been in the past. Uh, and, and Franny has talked about this. Have I? I well, you've remember. talked about the ramifications of this in the past. So Thank I just wanted me. to give the fans of the show a little bit of a primer on the rookie wage scale. It changed back in uh, 2011. Uh, prior to that, you know, players that were drafted were able to then negotiate their contract. So it caused a lot of problems for teams. Players would hold out. Players would refuse to play. They'd sit out for a year while they negotiated contracts. So essentially in 2011, they came up with a structure for all rookies in the league. Uh, so every rookie that's drafted in the first round uh, from 2011 forward, essentially all rookies in the first round are signed to a four-year contract regardless of when you're drafted first or 32nd, you get a four-year contract with a fifth-year option. The fifth-year option essentially pays you the average, I think, of the top 10 people at that position. And that is the most that you can make. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no negotiation. There's no – you could sit out and not play, I suppose. Uh, I don't know what the ramifications are for that. But everyone knows that they're that they're in the same boat. Um, uh, players that are drafted in the second round or later – uh, all rookies sign a four-year contract. On the fifth year, they are free to negotiate with any team out there. Uh, the beauty of this is uh, each team has essentially a pool of money from which they can pay all of their rookies for a number of years. So they can pay one rookie all of the money that they have. Essentially, I think that, for example, uh, the Cleveland Browns this year have about $31 million dollars uh, to pay all of their rookies for the next four years. So they could choose to pay one player $31 million over the next four years, and that would be 
the entirety of the contract and not draft anyone else, but that is the entirety of the money that they can spend over the next four years on their rookies. Uh, so everyone knows what they're getting into when they're drafted. Everybody knows they're in the same boat, uh, and that's what makes these, uh, as, as Franny describes, these franchise-friendly deals with quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, for example, Carson Wentz earlier on, uh, Russell Wilson earlier on. That's what allows you to draft someone like Josh Rosen one year and then take Kyler Murray the next year because you didn't pay Josh Rosen last year $100 million to sign like a Ryan Leaf uh, or someone like that. Mm-hmm. So it gives people sort of a, and the teams and the players, uh, some certainty about what the contracts are going to cost. And it really allows the team's flexibility uh, to understand what their salary cap structure is going to be like over the next uh, several years. For example, uh, in 2010, Sam Bradford, I thought this would be near and dear to Franny's heart, uh, when he came out of the draft, you know he signed that with the Saints. the luckiest motherfucker. He around. signed with the St. Louis Rams. Do you know how much he signed for? Too much. Six years. He signed with everybody for too much. Yeah. <laughs> Six years, $78 million. That was the cost of getting Sam Bradford into camp oh my God. for the St. Louis Rams. The next year... <laughs> What would which, which which school? Uh Oklahoma. I think it might have been Oklahoma. I think it was Oklahoma. He was a good-looking, tall quarterback. So he signed six years, seventy-eight million dollars. <laughs> the first year, <laughs> I guess the good-looking part. Really well, Lauren contract. likes him, by the way. Lauren's yeah. the one who said he was good-looking. <laughs> um, uh, uh, no, she, she was. Uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy. Uh, he played. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he didn't. Oh, yeah, uh, Brady yeah. Quinn. Yeah, Brady Quinn. Really think, smart. Yeah. Really smart. Uh, check him out on the Pick Six podcast. Oh, uh, I'm podcast. not a. I think it's oh, a pretty nice. good podcast, and he is. Oh, okay. He is. He ha oh, ha. Huh. He actually does oh, a really. I, do that? Huh, huh, huh. I don't give. I don't usually give shout outs to huge podcasts. I think it's a CBS podcast, but Brady Quinn uh, does a surprisingly. Good self-deprecating I say surprisingly. job. I, you know, I'm sure he's 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 interesting. Well, he took a lot of shit when he was in the league. You know, yeah, whatever. So, he made uh, his money. He, he did what he could. I mean, he wasn't drafted to a stellar team either. I mean, when you go to the Cleveland yeah, yeah, Browns, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, your uh, career was over pretty back much then, for yeah. the last 17 quarterbacks that they've drafted, other than yeah. you know uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. He, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so so Bradford six years, 78 million dollars. The first year at a rookie weight when the rookie. When the new rookie wage structure went in place in 2011, the top-rated quarterback that came out, Cam Newton, signed a four-year, $22 million contract. A year after Bradford got $80 million. So it drastically reduced the amounts of money that people who have never played a down in the league could get before they stepped into camp. And it really provides the teams and the players with... Uh, you know, a really good, firm understanding of what they can expect to make and what the teams can expect to spend. And it's drastically reduced holdouts and problems after the draft. And it really made this week far more fun uh, than it could have been otherwise if we were worried about whether or not Kyler Murray was even going to play for the Cardinals if he didn't get X number of dollars over the next, you know, number of years or if Eli Manning was going to refuse to play for the you know, the San Diego Chargers and was going to end up in New York and Phillip Rivers was going to end up in in San Diego. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 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 really given teams flexibility uh, to do what Kansas City is doing right now and to do what 
the Seattle Seahawks did, and as well as the Philadelphia Eagles when Wentz first came into the league. So, and what the Steelers will do in the future? Yeah, very and what, near. Future. Yeah, and the, yeah. Unfortunately, all our quarterbacks are going to be off their rookie contracts yeah. by the time <laughs> Roethlisberger retires. Uh, but I just wanted to throw that out there because I just think it really makes uh, the NFL draft more fun in the first few years of of people's careers mm-hmm. uh, more fun, and they'll they'll eventually make their money. Uh, but at least it gives them certainty to to the league. Okay, Franny, <laughs> what's next up on the big board, Franny? That was supposed to be a quick segment. <laughs> <laughs> and so now next Excuse up, me. Ben, we have our uh, beverage of the week. It's another rye. It's a whiskey from High West. Should we play your intro music, or should we? Was that a one? Yeah, week? yeah. Was, we we can was, we can skip the intro this that, week that, that yeah, with the one, draft and everything. That else. was a one week. That's thing. their way of saying that it's not as good as the other song. <laughs> so go back to episode twenty two if you want to hear a terrible song. I thought it was it was it was it was pretty good. It was it was good, Ben. It was it was not as good as yeah, the shot song, the shot song, but very good nonetheless. And uh, so this week's. Um, Whiskey that we're trying is the High West Whiskey. It is their uh, double rye. We've been drinking ryes for the last four weeks. We'll have another rye next week, and we'll have our taste test. Uh, top five ryes, see which one we like the best. Sonia, I'm very sorry that uh, Jim Beam will not be on the board. <laughs> they don't make a rye? The, oh, do they? I'll have to look for that. I wonder if they do. Oh, man. Do they have a 590? I will, I will get that. Do they have uh, a five ninety nine rye? Uh, maybe maybe nine ninety nine. <laughs> if there is one, I'll definitely get that one. <laughs> and so, a little bit of history on the High West Distillery from Park City, Utah. High West Distillery was founded in two thousand and six by David Perkins and his wife Jane. David, a former biochemist, was inspired to open his own distillery after seeing the parallels between the fermentation and distilling process and his own work in biochemistry during a trip to the Maker's Mark Distillery, which is also very good whiskey. Uh, In Loretto, Kentucky, in 2004, David and his family relocated to Park City, Utah, to begin their new venture. Sonia, Ben, their husband and wife team. Came yeah, up with yeah, a yeah. New let's whiskey, let's know. make some hey, whiskey. Come on. Uh, uh, where they began distilling in 2007, they chose Park City because of David's love for the Old West and Utah's little-known whiskey history. And uh, actually on the website, it says, uh, see Utah's distilling history. That's another link that you can click on. So there's more uh, more information, more history on the website, highwest.com. But uh, let's give this rye a try <laughs> i love me so, some yeah, rye let me, let me pour you some rye just a little bit it comes in a, a very interesting bottle you can check out the picture of the bottle in our awesome I, new photography machine it, and you know what it, it, there's like little there's uh like glitter there's glitter inside the bottle see it's starting to look really see yeah see that it's goldschlager very nice. high whiskey oh, yeah. yeah that's very nice we're going to so this is so so far we have tried the Redemption Rye, the Michter's Rye. We also tried the Old Forester Rye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so this will be the fourth those or the fifth in, in order. Those are not <laughs> those are not in order. Uh, but we've tried one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve bourbons and whiskeys and rye so far. So can I tell you that when I smell this? Mm-hmm. Chocolate that I get from Williams Sonoma, and it's a dark chocolate with mint. 
it smells like it. Yeah, it has has uh, it pinches your nostrils there's, a little bit. It's a chocolatey, minty. It, it smells just like that chocolate. It smells. It smells delicious. Really, it smells really good. Let's give it a Taste shot. This right. Cheers, guys. Oh, it's beefy. It's, I mean, it's it's it, it's robust. I mean, it has it it's it has a it has a very strong flavor profile. I would say. I don't know it's, if that, that makes any sense. It's um, it's 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 really spicy. I mean, it, it it's goes got a down a lot of spice, really smooth, and then once it, it hits the you. back of your throat, it does bite you. But it's like uh, I'm not sure what spices they are, but it's you you definitely feel that sort of warmth. It's uh, spiciness. Yeah. I mean, it definitely. I mean, this would be a great, and it is actually kind of chilly out here in California tonight. It's probably in the low fifties. Um, uh, probably high fifties. <laughs> Friday, I think Friday low, always. I think they always low. disputes my temperature. No, my all, temperature all, guesstimates only because I was I was looking at the weather forecast, and I think the low tonight is me fifty eight. All right, so <laughs> it's fifty eight. But uh, so those of you who are on the East Coast who think you are so tough, seven, move out to the West Coast in about ten years. Yeah, you'll be complaining it's cold when it's fifty eight. <laughs> you don't believe me? Try it. Try it. Uh, it's the High West right. Whiskey Double Rye. I want to know what it's good. I mean, it, it, it's definitely different than the Michters. Take another sip here. It's. I don't even know if it's similar to the Old Forester. Double rye. No. This does not hmm. taste like anything else. We've or the Redemption. It actually has a... Much more distinct. Is, is there a sourness in there? Am I? Is a sour and a sweet? It starts sweet and finishes a little bit sour. Am I? Am I imagining that? No, I, no, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, close. Uh, oh, then evergreen gin-like flavors. It does. I mean, it has. Yeah, I mean, it does. It has a, almost a juniper flavor in there. I mean, it, it has a very complex flavor profile for uh, Sonia. Sonia's raising her hand. All right, Sonia, Sonia you uh, you figured it out. Guess what the nose smells? Huh? Mint. <laughs> clove. Dark chocolate. Oh, so- Sonia has a better palate than wow. either me and you, Ben. Sonia. All right. Next week, uh, tune in to Sonia's football podcast, <laughs> no longer n- formerly known as the Thirst and Goal podcast. Friday and I will be here to provide uh, some support if need be. Otherwise, we'll, we'll just, just think, yep, that's we'll just be drinking you're, and you're right, Sonia. The taste is menthol, mint, eucalyptus, menthol. I, yeah. I get that. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it I get is. It. Who puts menthol in a liquor? Apparently, well, Ben, you like the menthol. Wow, I do. <laughs> I mean, it's but it's it sticks with you. I mean, it really the smell is is everything. I love it. Wow. All right, Sonia knows football better than we do. Knows bourbon better than we do. Knows rye better than we do. What's next on the big board? Just proves what everybody said all along. You know, you just, men just want to order it and pretend that they know what they're doing. Yes, yeah, so this this um this I mean, well the High West uh, they have a couple of different whiskeys. I mean, this is the double rye, and uh, this one from the uh, the Total Wine website. Is a marriage. <laughs> it's a marriage. That's romantic. Of uh, two straight rye whiskeys that combines the feisty properties of a high rye two year old 
and the saddle smooth richness of a 16 year old. Uh, the extra age and corn provides some extra sweetness to calm the bite of the younger rye for a relationship that works. That is very well said. Yeah. Total wine. It's good. Yeah, I mean, it's is... really good. I'm, I'm, I'm again for whatever, whatever it is, the 18th uh, podcast in a row. I'm going to thank Franny again for turning us on to the brown. That is, that is good. That is very good. Um, I will be drinking rye. this uh, throughout the remainder of the podcast, putting and my so... gin and tonic to the side. <laughs> Next week, we'll have one more, and uh, we'll do the taste test and see which rye whiskey from the last five weeks, or we skipped a week there, but... <laughs> Either way, the they were all they were all good and all chosen by Franny. Really good, solid five job. Five episodes. Yeah, I mean, I was out in Vegas uh, and I tried a few ryes, and none of them were as good as the ones we tried on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. There's I hope not. There. Oh no, I just got to drink it straight, baby. <laughs> all right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have now our beer taste. So we're gonna oh, we got to do the shout out. Yeah, we oh, oh, yeah, 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 we erased that from the oh. board by accident. We apologize. Oh, okay, well, that wasn't on my phone here since I'm turned away from that, but okay, man, let's go. I apologize. That. I apologize. Uh, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to a podcast that's been a really good friend of ours, uh, both on Twitter as well as giving us shout outs on their show. Really great show. Uh, it's called the Common Ground Football Podcast. You can find them on Twitter at Common Ground F. BP. You can find them on the web at commongroundfootballpodcast.com. It's a podcast with a Cowboys fan and a Seattle Seahawks fan. Uh, they do a great, great job. Uh, they don't just talk about uh, the Seahawks and the Cowboys. They cover all of the NFL. Uh, you know, two great guys. Uh, really fun. Really funny. Uh, and really knowledgeable about the game of football. They do a really good job. So if you haven't listened to them, we truly recommend that you do so. Uh, so thank you for all the support, and uh, you guys do a great job. Uh, Friday, next up on the big board is our... Now it's time for the big board. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so following a quick break, we'll be here with the Beer Taste... Uh, I like that bumper, Ben. <laughs> Sonia. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll work on our bumpers. Sonia we'll, doesn't like that we'll one. We'll work on our bumpers. All right. But uh, <laughs> it's time for our beer taste uh, of the week. And in honor of our listeners from India, we are drinking an Indian premium lager named Taj Mahal. Uh, ben, do you have any history on the brewery? I do, and this one goes back a long, long way. Uh, between the years of 1630 and 1648 in the city of Agra in the country of India, the Shah Jahan erected a monument to his favorite wife. He called this monument the Taj Mahal. The name Taj Mahal literally means the best of buildings, uh, not the best of casinos, however. Indeed, when viewed from near or from far away, its visage is the essence of heavenly beauty in architecture. The Shah Jahan intended the palace to be 
as a home for his beautiful wife. Unfortunately, the best hopes are sometimes dashed to the four winds. Instead, the Taj Mahal became a mausoleum rather than a home. The story of the Taj Mahal is timeless, and it is the glorious building that stands as its reminder. Taj Mahal is the beer for the serious connoisseur, allegedly. The label <laughs> on the bottle depicts the heavenly beauty of its namesake. Uh, Taj Mahal is brewed, or Taj Mahal is brewed from only the finest water, grain, hops, and yeast. It's a delicious and refreshing drink to the utmost. A cool, tall, 650-milliliter bottle of Taj Mahal is the best way to refresh after a long day of work or with a particularly spicy meal. Taj Mahal is as monumental among the beers of the world as its namesake is to the continent of India. Indian restaurants know that the Taj Mahal beer is as important to their menus as the dishes containing curry. Uh, comes in a 650 milliliter bottle and is 4.5% alcohol by volume. Let's give it a taste. Yes, let's give it a try, Ben. Um, I'm kind of excited. Uh, you know, while I poured Sonia a little bit, uh, myself a little bit, and Ben, you get the bottle as always every Well, this week. is a large bottle, because though. you like beer. Drink beer more than me and Sonia. Yeah. You know, I, I'm more of the brown guy. <laughs> Sonia's more of the uh, Prosecco, sparkly sort of wine. Although she's drinker. into the brown now, I think she, uh, she, I think she drank some when I was in Vegas. Well, well, Sonia, Sonia has a better palate. I mean, her her palate is way more sophisticated than me and you, and and I think she has. She just understands the flavors more than me and you because we taste something. We're like, what is that that we're tasting? But Sonia, for some, you, you, you do. I mean, you do. And um, no, you do a good, really good job of just explaining what you're tasting. Whereas me and Ben, just, it's nice, but we don't know what exactly what it yeah, is. It's spicy or not. <laughs> yeah. It hurts or not. It catches me back or uh, not. Eventually, eventually. By, All right, um, let's, uh, by podcast, let's give this a taste. By podcast 87. We'll get <laughs> cheers, guys. All right, cheers. cheers. Guys, let's try clink, the... clink, clink, clink. Think, think. You can't hear in the microphones, but clink, guys. Cheers to you. It is a very. It's very light. I mean, light. it's a very light, slightly crisp, slightly beer. Uh, Better than the Bodingers, <laughs> Boddingtons, <laughs> or Boddingtons, or whatever it was. Sorry, United Kingdom, Boddingtons yeah. is not good. Yeah. Um, uh, we only found one beer we didn't like, and that was the Boddingtons. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it's got a little bit of a skunk taste to it. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's it, but it's the, it it's does, drinkable. It's drinkable. It's not overwhelming. It's got a body to it that's that's more significant, I think, than uh, the Gen Lane that we tasted last last week. The Gen Lane was a little bit more light. Uh, this is, I mean, it's a good beer. I will finish this bottle for sure. Uh, it definitely would pair well. I feel like with a nice chicken tikka. I mean, I do think it would. I don't think that the the website is lying to you. It would it would pair well uh, with a good Indian no, this meal. Is, this is definitely a beer that you could drink with a meal. Um, it's uh, we've mentioned multiple times with other beers that we've tasted. It's something that you could drink, you know, on a hot summer day in the pool. Maybe this is not something for that. I would say the Einstock. Oh, was, the Einstock yeah, was good. It was very crisp. That that was very 
crisp. I forgot to, um, I forgot to pick that up this yesterday. This is definitely a good beer that you could drink with a meal. Um, it, it's I, it's it's not something that me and you, Ben, would def, you know drink at a bar or something. You know, I mean, we were more like IPA, IPA. more full-bodied beers. This is more light. Um, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they have it at, at, at you know probably, you know, restaurant, Indian restaurant or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sonny, what do you think? Um, What's next on the dig? <laughs> <laughs> well, Sonny's not a big fan of beer in general. Um, I'm gonna have to agree with you, Ben. There's, I know that skunky taste. You know, I, kind of, I kind of taste that at first, but after a few sips. It's actually it goes not away. Bad. It's actually not right, that bad. I'm going to keep yeah, drinking so it, and I'll let you know yeah, in about drink, 15 minutes. And it's not a small bottle that Ben's it's drinking huge. over here. It's actually it's as big yeah, as they, the Taj Mahal. They did not have you know six packs with you know 12 ounce beers. That's that's a slightly larger beer than a 12 ounce. But uh, thank you to all of our listeners from India. We appreciate it. Um, you know, if, if there's another Indian beer out there that we can find here in LA, we'll definitely give it a shot. Uh, this Taj Mahal is. I, I like it. I like it. Ben Ben likes it. I'll definitely drink it. And I'm gonna agree with Sana because the more you drink it, it right? It, it does taste. It's kind of like being married to me. Better. No, no, the rye is good. It's it's good. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I poured myself a little more than I did for Sonya, and I'm I'm almost through whatever I poured for myself. So it's. Ah, uh, like it. is, is that your good. way of saying you'd like more beer? Um. I'm probably going to continue drinking the High West <laughs> whiskey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, no, this is this is good. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. We didn't talk about this last week. It's our total wins challenge. Um, you know, a few weeks ago we chose uh, the total wins for the 2019. 2020 season in the NFL um and and we we compared our wins to what Vegas the betting odds were yes um and I was winning <laughs> I was in the lead Whatever. slightly over Ben Sonya was a little high on a couple of teams <laughs> Sonya's a little behind us <laughs> uh she was really high on the Miami Dolphins um you know Fitz Magic she was really high on him uh, now they have Josh Rosen. Yeah, I, I, I would not. I would still bring it down a little bit, but <laughs> on eight, really? No. Do you have eight? You got eight for Miami? Yeah, yeah you yeah, got yeah, yeah you yeah. had so, eight I mean, for Miami. Know, we, that's that's pretty high. Yeah, I was six and Ben was Ben was four. I'm looking yeah. back at the board right here. And Vegas was at five. But um, yeah, Ben, do you want to talk about the uh, the challenge a little bit? Yeah, so uh, we picked the you know when they first released the the over under for total wins for for the two nine two thousand and nineteen season uh, a few weeks ago we all picked twenty nineteen twenty twenty season we all picked our uh, you know our best guess against Vegas's number uh, yeah Sonia was not thrilled about this and. We, so we are going to give uh, give Vegas a day or two to uh, flesh out what happened with the draft uh, over this past week and all of the undrafted free agents. And we will again do this once the new lines come out for the over-under. And then we will do it again at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, Sonya 
uh, I believe, wants to pick against what she believes will be the actual over-under for the actual wins at the end of the season. So when we do our Also, fun- 10 wins for Cincinnati, Sonia. That's kind of... So, yeah. <laughs> AFC North. <laughs> For you guys, I would drop all my picks. I would probably drop it by at least two, except for you guys. I think you're going to have at least ten wins. Well, that's very nice of you. Yeah, but um, I, I don't think Cincinnati's going to have ten. I don't think Cleveland's going to have eleven, and I don't think. Uh, uh, I I I chose eleven also. Actually, for uh, for Cleveland, and yeah. I'm gonna st- I would stick with my eleven. Sorry, Ben. I mean it's your division, but but I, I also need to. Look I think they have a good season. Playing. Yeah, yeah, it's true that's, too. That's, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna do a little bit of research. So let's do a little bit, little bit of research this week, okay. and uh, Vegas will come out with their odds. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, after our rye taste test, we can definitely make our new new choices. Okay. We can. Yeah, and, some and changes. And too. I think, yeah, I think Sonia will have her her redemption. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the season, because Franny and I will pick against what we think Vegas believes the wins will be, and we'll all also pick the fourth round. The fourth round will be uh, our picks against what we actually what the actual wins are at the end of the year. So essentially, we're saying Vegas is wrong. We think it should be X. Uh, and then the team, or what we did was we added up uh, the difference between what we all picked and from what. And we subtracted that from what Vegas actually picked, and we'll do the same thing uh, right after, you know, next week after the Vegas uh, calculates the odds after the draft. We'll do it at the beginning of the season, both against Vegas and against what actually occurs at the end of the year. And thus far, <laughs> Frane has a huge lead. Not- uh, so... He, really, I have a three. I have a, I have a three game lead right now. Of, uh, that's not huge. Of all of the games, so I'm just trailing a little bit. Of all of the, <laughs> of all of the, the over unders for all of the thirty two teams, uh, Franny was off the total uh, by a total of thirty six games or thirty six points. So essentially, of all of the thirty two games and all their schedules, Franny only missed by thirty thirty six. Uh, I missed by 39, uh, and Sonia, always the optimist. Uh, we could say, I think without much reservation, that Sonia's picks were all higher rather than lower. Yeah, except for Dallas. Sonia should take a shot. Yeah, she should. Yeah, you're just talking. Uh, oh, the Rams. Did you, what did she do for the Rams? What did she pick for the Rams? I got the Rams good number, 11. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a little yeah. low. Well, what's the Rams number on the board? 5. Oh, Vegas. <laughs> So Sonia was off by fifty. So she's so she's dragging up the the back end. I was actually surprised that Franny and I were that close. I I kind of thought Franny would beat my ass in this. But you know what's interesting? No one, not even Vegas, has anybody dropping down to like just two or three wins. Ah, uh, the lowest in the league. I mean, every year someone has like three or two wins. What was the lowest? The lowest was six for Buffalo, five for Miami. Arizona also five. Arizona five. Uh, Giants six. That seems low. Yeah, Washington also six. Miami five. Tampa Bay six. That should change with Josh Rosen. 
Maybe to to six. <laughs> <laughs> Why? No, so much UCLA hate in this town. I don't. Uh, no, not no. It, it, come on, he wasn't that stellar. Yeah, but he UCLA. plays well. He's poised. He can draw yeah, the really defense pretty. with his eyes. If he just gets a good offensive line, I think he'll be fine and better than. Uh, there's a reason that Russell Wilson stands alone as uh, the only uh, quarterback below five ten. Uh, or five ten or below. He's, he's around there. That has been as successful as he has been. Uh, Baker doesn't, Mayfield. Well, one year. <laughs> one year. Okay. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. We have our top five. Oh, Sonia chose the top five yeah. this week. The compilation of it, 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 ideas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Sonia, what were the top five? What was the category? I thought if we were marooned <laughs> on a desert island, <laughs> a desert island uh, what five items do we wish we'd have? But then Hannah came <laughs> with. I don't know if anybody has. I mean, I don't know how many people have watched the movie Castaway. I'm sure there's quite a few listeners that have watched it. Sonia actually has never watched I've Castaway. Um, but anyway, in the, in the movie, um, Tom Hanks uh, was a FedEx manager, supervisor, um, and he was flying back to the States. His plane went down. He survived the crash. And uh, washing up on shore were certain packages from the plane. There were FedEx packages. And uh, these are our top five um, utensils or whatever you'd want to find uh, inside that package. Find inside those packages. So um, let's name our top five packages from five to first. <laughs> Sonia, right. you're standing are top on the beach. Five. Watching him wash up. No, you're fine. You're fine. He was fine. Yeah, your clothes were shredded. Yeah. A little sleepy. (laughs) A little sleepy. (laughs) Yeah. I, mean, he, I don't know why Why every time everyone's stranded on a desert island, they wake up with their face down in the sand. Like, you know, like. I, I, you like, think you'd be refreshed at that point? Yeah, I, I, really, right? Well, I'll, I'll take all the clothes and shoes that come floating in because I, I need my clothes. That's, that's number five. <laughs> that's number five. Um, number four. Um, Is there a club on the island? I'm hope. No, I, I would like to be clothed. What brand of clothing? <laughs> H&M. H&M. <laughs> H&M would be with me. Uh, Number four, uh, you know, you can order those um, filtration systems, right? The water. Yeah, and all that. yeah, yeah. So I want my filtration system. That's, I yeah. I want to be able to drink some water. Uh, Very practical. That choice. Is, yeah, that's smart. I didn't choose that. Number three, you know how people like buy their cell phones or whatever and they have it set up? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anything that has any type of uh, communication, communication device or something. FedExed? I want that. Um, number two, this is kind of funny. You guys are going to laugh at me. Please. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking for a, a shipment to Sonny, Iowa, apparently. Sounds like start a farm on an island. <laughs> She's going to dig through. Like, okay, Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota. I'm just wheat, looking for wheat and barley. <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might be surprised by what you find in those boxes addressed to Iowa. Uh, and then my number one is. Solar, solar power, yeah. Solar power. So you solar can charge power. your cell phone. Yeah, yeah. 
And then if I charge my cell phone, then I can call you fools and say, hey, I'm stranded on the island. Come pick me up. That would be ideal, Sonia. That would be ideal. Once once again, Sonia proves that we should not only want to be in her draft room on draft day, we should want to be (laughs) stranded on an island with her. Because I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Frane and and I's choices will probably have us be dead in about a week and a half. Yeah, less less practical. I mean, Sonia has a whole wardrobe. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So who's next, Ben? Me or you? Uh, I can take. It's up to you. All right. Go ahead, Friday. All right, I'll go first. All right. So uh, my number five is some sort of a rope. Rope. Oh, rope. You, you know, I, I don't have to go fishing or, or just to climb a hill. I don't know. It's something. Just a rope. Something. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you can make that out of whatever's on the island. If there are palm trees, you can, you know, tear apart the palm fronds and, you know. I thought about put that. that together. So that, that was, that's that was smart. That's smart. A rope. That's smart. Uh, number four is a poncho <laughs> or something. A poncho? I don't know. You're not on Survivor. <laughs> to protect me from the elements or if I want to build a tent, hopefully it's an extra large poncho. Uh, uh, Coleman? <laughs> is that... Coleman poncho. Uh, number three, I'm fair-skinned. So sunscreen. <laughs> That's I a do good idea. I do need that. Um, so sunscreen. And number four, if I'm going to be Stranded for a very long period of time. Hopefully, there is a barrel of whi- uh, number two. Yeah, sorry, yeah, <laughs> a barrel of whiskey or a barrel of some sort of alcohol. You know, so I can just chill on the beach and be like, you know, this is kind of nice. You know, the sunset. You can come to my I, I can come to a, so a barrel of of something or or something in the packages where I have scotch, something washed up. You know, post it on Instagram with your solar panels and your. <laughs> Like, hey, look at me. Um, she got a full-on <laughs> farm growing over there. <laughs> I like it here. <laughs> and uh, so I can communicate with Sonya on her island. I have a flare. <laughs> <laughs> Flares a good idea too. Mine Flares, suck. Yeah, or or like fireworks or something when a when an airplane <laughs> is flying over. Like Sonya's like, is it Fourth of July? Jeez, we're celebrating. We're celebrating, and to celebrate, I'll bring my barrel of whiskey to your island with my with your cell phone, raft. with your my, cell phone and your my, television. My anchor built with a rock and a rope, <laughs> exactly. So, me and Sonya are good. Oh, we're good. We're good. If we're good. our if our islands are that close, yeah. In oh proximity. my god, yeah, I think I'm screwed. Okay. Uh, number five, I stole from Castaway netting. Some yeah, kind yeah. of netting to catch some fish. I uh, got to eat. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get the scurvy because apparently I'm only going to be eating <laughs> fish uh, because I don't have any rope to climb a tree to get the bananas or the coconuts. <laughs> um, number four, I uh, I actually concur with Frana here. I want several cases of some kind of alcohol. Hey, you might as well relax. It has to be island. something. I mean, it, but yes, many many cases wine. Is shipped worldwide. Uh, whiskey is shipped. Olive oil. Or we could just go to Sonia's Island. And yeah, we could go to Sonia's Island and gr- <laughs> grow some barley <laughs> out of the seed she has yeah. and make some <laughs> make some pond wine, <laughs> potato, you know, vodka. Man, I, yeah, this is funny. Actually, I, we have so many different things. Uh, number three, I have beef jerky. 
That's a good one. That's a good one. Because yeah. I got I got If I can't catch fish, which I probably won't be. And I hate, I hate seafood, so I'd yeah. die right away. I got to. You got to get through the few days, like to this, where you can start figuring out where the food is. This turtle. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I'm not going to kill anything, probably. Uh, so I need a couple days of food. So I'm going to go with some beef jerky. Do they I have guess. Fer- do they have fermented coconut? I mean, because. You, you, we can make some oh, coconut. So coconut alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah, we we right? might have to. They, they make it out of sugar. Uh, number f- number two. Uh, sorry, five hundred copies of the Economist magazine. The last five hundred copies of the Economist magazine. Because I am going to be bored out of my freaking skull. And you're going to get The Economist? Yeah, and those are the most dull but long magazines in the history of magazines. Maybe National Geographic. There are like thousands of words in every article. So I'm going to go. I I need to know what happened on the planet right before I died. Uh Uh, Probably a terrible choice, but at least I have the beef jerky. Yeah. Uh, And number one. I concur with Sonia. I uh, I want a radio or a CB of some kind with battery charge so I can call to Sonia's Island and find out what the cover charge is at the club. Yeah, can you can you have front and shoot up a few more flares? <laughs> <laughs> that was oh my, fun to watch. I thought that was wow. That was well, the choices were so different. I guess I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're drinking. Yes, you got clothing. She has the most important thing. You got a whole wardrobe, though. It's not like yeah, yeah, solar-powered. She could eat in uh, six to eight months when the seeds grow. Yeah. See, I'm not all about solar. I'll just light a fire. That's where all my light's going to come yeah, from. Friday and I'll show up you know, with our with beef jerky to eat the food that you grew six <laughs> months ago over your skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap me up in my rope before you bury me. <laughs> all right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have the free form. So, is there anything that anybody wants to share? No, Sonia's shaking her head. No. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, we're running a little we, long. I so we I think covered, we'll. I think we covered. We everything covered pretty much for the draft. The yeah, for our teams. Uh, next week, I'll have something. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, next up on the big board, then, since we have no other news <laughs> with the free form, we'll move on to our Game of Thrones oh. news. It's uh, is season eight. Episode two has passed. Episode three starts tomorrow at six o'clock. Well, I was going to say Pacific time, but it's on the East Coast where it starts first. So, what do you guys think though about this? Because the last I kind of forgot what happened. No, that is pretty sad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to. We're not going to let you off the hook on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, the draft absorbed all of your life force. I see. <laughs> What, what did you guys think about episode number two? Sonia, if you remember anything. Uh, all I remember is Ben complaining about how Daenerys is just a whiny little... Right. I, I, I kind of felt the same way. I, I was not happy with the way she reacted with uh, with Sansa and also with uh, the, the news from Jon Snow. I disagree with you. I think the way that she reacted was right. It's like, well, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that your best friend and your blah, blah, blah. Come on. Really, John? I mean, come on. Are you trying to get out of this relationship? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you think... That's how Ben feels with Antonio Brown. You think that the man that she is madly in love with, who she's about to go to war to end the is entire world, is concocting a story outside the cafe on Days of Our Lives with her <laughs> with her best friend, uh, the Grand Meister of 
the Citadel, mm-hmm. and who was the other person that that allegedly had some of that? And Bran, who, by all accounts, knows what he's doing by now, mm-hmm. unfortunately or fortunately. No, but I, I thought it was um, it was a nice lead-in episode. Uh, I, but there are only three or no four episodes left now. I think they're wasting a little bit too much time on just building up to the battle. It's like let's have the battle. We've built up these characters for seven seasons now. You know, we know who they are. Um, let's just get to it. Let's let's you know let's see who gets murdered and who ends up. See, on the throne. That's next week. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, oh 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 oh. Okay. Well, they won't be murdered. Well, we don't know what's going to happen after yeah. this next episode. There might be another battle. I'm sure there will be another battle um, against Cersei. So the battle for the right throne. Now, right now, each of us has to say, "Who do we think is the next person that's going to die?" Should I go first? Go for it. I think I mentioned this before the podcast. Um, uh, Brienne of Tarth. Okay. Ben? Oh, I hope not. Uh, the Hound. Okay. Sonia? I think it's, I don't know his name. Uh, he, he's that big guy, the... The, the Hound? No. Or... No, 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 Mountain? No. He's from the... No. Oh, the Wildling. The Wildling. With the red no, hair. Oh, I like him. He's going to live yeah, to yeah, the yeah. end. He's going to live to the end. Um, yeah, I think I think there's a pretty good chance that he might die, Sonia. Because he, he likes Brienne. Yeah, yeah. And... Oh, maybe he'll die trying to save her. And then she'll get murdered. Yeah, yeah, that is possible. But I, I, <laughs> I really like, I really like the episode because I'm a sentimental dude. I know, Ben. Uh, I really like the last the, podcast. We noticed that the whole scene with them hanging out um, in that room, uh, drinking the wine. That's probably uh, how I would have spent my last day on it. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Just, Brienne of Tarth getting knighted. Uh, with, with my best friends. Yeah. What's his name? Drinking the alcohol poisoning. <laughs> the giant's milk. <laughs> um, that was a little. That was a little creepy. It was a little creepy. Yeah. Uh, the scene with uh, Arya and the Hound, I thought, was really awesome. Uh, Brienne standing up for Jamie. Yeah. 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 That was good. That was yeah. I like that. Yeah. But also the side boob from Arya. I didn't have. To, yeah. I didn't have to see that. Hmm. Only because, you know, I mean, she was like 12 when she started the show or like 13 or whatever. I mean, you, you, I look at her as like just a little girl. I, I don't know. You know, yeah, I don't know. It, it, and she still looks like she's a little girl, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I think it was a nice sort of flip-flop for the show. I mean, yeah. all the other episodes were the men taking advantage of the woman. Yeah. But here... She raped him. Or, yeah, it was essentially, <laughs> you know, if you want to do this, I'm not taking your pants off. Give me the D. Uh, I'm not taking your pants off. Oh, the squire? Oh, no, he's the blacksmith, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the squire... Um, the, yeah, no, but the guy that sang the song. Oh, great song. Do we have that? Do we have that? Oh... We don't have the song. We could get the song. Let's pause pause the show for a second. And we'll find the song. Yes. Hold tight, everybody. <laughs> All right. Why we, do you fade out? We have, Why do you fade out? We have the song for you. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to edit your voice, but you, you automatically fade out. <laughs> I fade out. Into our podcast. On okay. my own. Here we go. High in the holes of the kings who are gone, 
Jenny would dance with her ghosts, the ones she had lost and the ones she had found, and the ones who had loved her the most, the ones who'd been gone for so very long. She couldn't remember the names. They spun her around on the damp old stones, spun away all her sorrow and pain, and she never wanted to leave. 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 Yeah, it's like oh. it goes on to never don't sleep. That's damn, that's uh, a good song. Yeah, damn, pa- Padraig has a damn good voice. Damn. <laughs> but uh, best Sunday, squire you, ever. You said that there's uh, an Easter egg in there. Yeah, they called it an Easter egg, and apparently it fell on Easter. Uh. Uh, so, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, I know. God, that's good. Uh, but apparently the song is actually about Danny and Jenny. Uh. So, okay, so um, they're saying, uh, uh, I don't want to read the whole thing, but basically she had to choose between the love of her life or the throne. Well, the love of her life would be her nephew. But yeah, <laughs> seems normal. Until, seems normal on the show. For the Targaryens, that's normal. But isn't it funny how in the very beginning you're watching that there's, there's Jamie and Cersei. You're like, oh my god, what the hell's going on? And then these two, oh my god, what the hell's going on? But then when we're John and Daenerys, we're like, oh, do it. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm still with Sonya. Uh, I'm like, uh, do uh, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Rule jointly. I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they should. Yeah, so basically. I mean, aunt and uncle. Anyway. That's not so bad. Jenny was a commoner. Duncan was forced to choose between love and crown. He chose the former, and his younger brother, Jaharius, took the throne instead. So so the song is basically saying, is she going to allow John to take the throne, or is she going to do it, and then, you know, forego the... Mm-hmm. And, and basically, it was what Sam said in the last episode, or two episodes ago. It's like, is she, is she going to be there for the people? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, well, he essentially said she would, or, or would she give this up for the people? And he didn't have an answer and essentially that. said you would. Mm-hmm. So who do you think right now is going to take the Iron Throne? Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's your current favorite character and who you said you think will be. Sansa? Sansa. Mm-hmm. I was really high on Sansa. Sansa. Huh. Interesting. Honor, Interesting. Interesting. She's growing. I think she's the strongest. Now. Yeah. What do you think, Sonia? I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sansa. Sorry. You said Franny's character. So I'm assuming he's going to say the same thing. Franny, what do you think? Yeah, Sansa. Me, me and Sonia me and Sonia agree with Sansa. I don't want to agree with that. Uh, but it makes the most I think it would either be John. If you change the J in Sansa's uh, name, it's Sansa. I think it would either be John. <laughs> With an S, it's Sansa. John Snow or or, or Sansa. I, 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 Daenerys, I think they spent 
far too much time developing her character over the course of three or four seasons. Uh, she is who she is. I don't think they can do a 180-degree flip on her in three episodes and turn her into a mature leader. Uh, she wasn't one in the last episode we just saw, regardless of that look that she gave John right before they learned that everyone was coming, mm -hmm. which I assume meant they got on the same page down in the uh, the crypt there. Uh, I would say John or Santa, if you put me uh, in a guillotine with the hound above me, I would say John. Mm -hmm. okay. And it's kind of odd, though, <clears throat> That they're sending all the women and children to the crypt. Where the dead people are. And the Night King can raise the dead. So what, what, do you guys think there's going to be a battle in the crypt? Wouldn't be much of a battle. Be a bunch of I dead mean, kids. And <laughs> do, do you think that the royalty, the Stark royalty, could rise up on the side of the undead? Oh, that's an interesting take. The right? side I mean, do you think of the that undead. Happen? I mean, you know, Ned Stark without a head, uh, if he could hold his head. and <laughs> Well, Ned is yeah. down there. Uh, and John's, John's, John's mother, mother is, down, is down, there. down there. Yeah, pretty much Yeah, pretty much everybody's down there. So, I mean, you know, that's that's all the former kings that they had in the north are in the crypt. Do you think they could rise up? And what would they do? They would just hold off the, the Night King as they came in? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Or is it like this, like the Night King is raising his arms on the one side and the Starks are raising their arms on the other side. I don't and know. all of the dead are like, which way do I go? And they're, <laughs> they're moving back and forth. And, and then the, the Starks overpower them. All right, Garth Targaryen. Mm -hmm. I, I think the Night King is strong death. <clears throat> I don't know. And he's going to realize that he's good? No, but he was. He was. But they showed. Because um, he's pretty fucked up right now. I don't know which season it was, but uh, the, the Children of the Forest, they showed them stab the dragon glass through that man's chest, that wasn't Rhaegar Targaryen. That was another person. That was one of the first humans, and Rhaegar wasn't one of the first humans. So I'm not sure exactly when the Night King came to be the Night King, but I don't know. I mean, you never know. It could happen, and anything could happen, basically, in uh, The Walking Dead. But I, I'm not sure. But I mean, oh, Jesus Christ. It seems like it, because it's all zombies and shit now. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a good theory, son. You never know. Yeah, I agree. I just don't know. I mean, I just think it's going to be an amazing. I think they're going to. They, they. I know the first two episodes were a little bit disappointing, but given what I've watched over the last seven seasons, I feel like whatever they do, it's going to be intense enough to satisfy the the long sort of lead up to it. Mm -hmm. And that's a credit to Franny for. Uh, convincing us that the show was <laughs> that good, uh, well, that I'm that that I'm that confident that even if the next episode wasn't as intense as we would like, that they will wrap this shit up oh, well. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Sansa, what about the North? Oh, that's a scene that. we didn't talk about. That was great. Sansa didn't back down. Daenerys was like, I'm going to make nice with her as long as she gives me exactly what I want. I'm going to tell her that I like her and that we, you can wear my Letterman jacket if you want. <laughs> but what about the North? Let me tell it, Cole. But Sansa wasn't <clears throat> playing that game. She was like, we're getting the North. That's the way it goes. All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board. We're done with the Game of Thrones for this week. <laughs> 
tomorrow night we have the new episode. And uh, now we'll move on to the quiz where I do have some Game of Thrones questions. Oh, and yeah. Some NFL draft questions. All right. I think Sonya will get more of these questions right than I will. I have a feeling. And Sonya's grabbing uh, the buzzers right now. <clears throat> I'm not sure if this quiz will be as good as Ben's quiz from last week. That was pretty impressive, Ben, after all of those terrible ones. Yeah, but <laughs> thank you for that lead-in. You had one good quiz. <laughs> yeah, you made Taj Mahal, you but you also totally, made height. totally redeemed yourself. <clears throat> so I'm not sure if this one will be as good. But first question, it's a Game of Thrones question, guys. And you ready? Ben, you got your buzzer ready? Who is the youngest of Ned Stark's children. Ben. The kid that got killed running across the field. <laughs> yeah, but who is it? Jaeger? <laughs> retard? Oh, oh Rick. Rick uh, I'll give it to her. She got that. She I got it. said retard. <laughs> oh, no, no. Rickon. Rickon. Son, you yeah, are you're right. close. You're way closer yeah, than me. It was... It was <laughs> Zigzag kid, zigzag. <laughs> the one that's retarded? That one? No, no I mean, okay. No, I know. Sonia would never say. Clinically, it's a clinical term. We meant it in the clinical sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and um, yeah, he, he clinical he definitely term. Definitely doesn't know how to bob and weave. That's for sure. Yeah, he, he was. He was the least known of all the kids. <clears throat> Poor. Not the not the not poor, the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah, poor retard Stark. Um, all right, this is an NFL question. Since the year two thousand, how many QBs have been selected first overall in the draft? Ooh, that's a hard one. Since two thousand. Since the year two thousand. Nineteen drafts. <clears throat> uh, huh? yeah. first overall. No, more than that. More than that, Sonia. Ben. Eight? More than that. Really? Almost twice. Fourteen. Fourteen out of 19 drafts? Fourteen. Can you guess a few of the quarterbacks? Since 2000? Since. uh, He was number 10. (laughs) Not not Rosen. (laughs) Ryan Leaf? Uh, I think that was 99. Was it 99? Oh my God! This is pretty sad. It wasn't Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Yeah, Cam Newton was one of them. He was 2011. Yeah, uh, RG three. No, no, not number one. Uh not Russell Wilson. That's for damn sure. No, not Russell Wilson. Not, not Ben Roethlisberger. Not Ben Roethlisberger either. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford was uh, chosen in 2010 by the Rams. USC. Matt Liner or Matt Liner? No. Uh, were there any other USC quarterbacks? Carson no. Palmer? Carson Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, three. Uh, <clears throat> trying to think of the teams that have won national championships that could have possibly had. Well, I'll go through them. Okay, before. yeah. <laughs> In 01, Mike Vick. Oh, yeah. yeah. To the oh, Falcons. Two. And they paid a ransom for him. Sonia's favorite David Carr. Was it David Carr? Is it David Carr? Sonia? Yeah, David Carr. David Carr. The one good car quarterback. Oh, three, Carson Palmer. Oh, four, Eli Manning. Oh, five, Alex Smith, wow. 07, Hall of Famer Jamarcus Russell, <laughs> 09. Thank you, Atlanta. Or Matt Oakland. Stafford, 2010. Sam Bradford, 11. Cam Newton, 2012. Andrew Luck, 2015. 
Jameis Winston, 2016 Jared Goff, 18 Baker Mayfield in 2019, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. That, that's shocking that it's that many. There's a lot of quarterbacks, and all those guys, they're not very well. I mean, Mike Vick had a good career. David Carr, not so much. Carson Palmer, pretty decent. Eli Manning still around. Alex Smith, he's, 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 he's good. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> you like him. That, that was a. I mean, that's what I expect from the yeah, Raiders Matt right Stafford's there. Stafford still in the league. Sam Bradford made a ton of money doing nothing. Cam Newton still in the league, still playing at a pretty good level. Ben doesn't believe so. Uh, Andrew Luck deserves the number one pick. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jameis Winston, he would be a great backup. Jared Goff, we'll see. Baker Mayfield is. He was the best of this. Yeah, of for last sure. Year. And for Kyler, sure. Kyler Murray, we'll see what happens with him. And another NFL question, question number three. In what year did the first ever NFL draft take place? Ben. 69. Nope. Oh, pretty close, Sonia. 1936, it took place. Oh, I was thinking after the merger. It took place in Philadelphia. You guys were the the number one pick. Uh, They were the worst team the year before, and so they changed all the rules. We're the worst team, chooses first. The Eagles had a 2-9 and record. And with the first pick, the Eagles chose halfback. (laughs) Who? Jay Berwanger. Oh, never heard of him. Who never played. I think uh, the Eagles <laughs> traded him away to the Chicago Bears um, because he was expecting $1,000 a game, and they couldn't afford that. $1,000 was a lot. That's a, a ton yeah, of money back yeah, then. That was a lot of money. Yeah, right? Wow. And uh, pick, or not pick, number four question. Oh. Number four, this is a Game of Thrones question. Okay. Who was the first character in Game of Thrones, to kill a White Walker. Samuel Tarly. Samuel Tarly, Ben. Got it. Perfect. Man, that was, that was, you even knew his last name. Yeah, too. baby. I'm into the show now. I know. Seriously. <laughs> question number five. This is an NFL question. How right, many Sonia. draft picks will be made in the 2019 NFL draft? I think it's 258. Close. Give or take? Give or take. It is 254. I knew it was was 250-something. Pretty close. Pretty close. Both of you. And what do they call the last pick? Yep. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah, You want to be that guy. I like it. They're doing a big thing for him in Newport Beach. For irrelevant? Pretty good for him. Because he can still afford a place in Newport Beach. And a bonus question. Game of Thrones question. In... Game of Thrones. Where is Dragonglass Mind? Dragon Island. Pretty close, Ben. With Daenerys's brethren. Dragonstone. Dragonstone! An island located near Blackwater Bay, the ancestral home of House Targaryen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, got, I got a part of it right. I got part of it right. Eh, not bad. bad. One. Yeah. <laughs> so take a shot. Huh? Take a shot. <laughs> when did that start? <laughs> All right. What's and, next uh, up on the big next board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have mailbox announcement. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, just wanted to get everybody uh, out there a shout-out or give everybody a shout-out. Uh, we're going to compile uh, some questions to be answered in the offseason. Please send us your questions to podcast, Thirst and Goal at gmail. 
gmail.com. I don't know podcast. if listening to <laughs> at gmail.com. You can also uh, tweet us a question at Goal Thirst, or you can send us a question at Instagram with a photo, if you like, uh, at Thirstam. We're going to compile our questions rather than doing it week to week and answer them sort of all at once if we can. So I just wanted to give you a, a shout-out on that. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Well, we're pretty much done, Ben. If you want to make a... Well, yeah, we went pretty long tonight, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. fans of the podcast, but we expected we that... We to talk about. Yeah, we expected that week. would happen. I mean, it's a, obviously the biggest week of the off season for sure. Um, so thank you all so much for, for listening and subscribing. Uh, please hit that subscribe button when you listen to the show. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, it means a ton to us that you listen to the show. Uh, you, you know, we encourage you to share the podcast and our website with anyone that you believe would like the show as much as you do. Uh, anyone can listen and subscribe to the podcast by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or just about any podcatcher out there, please, please, please leave us a review. We're up to eight reviews on iTunes. <laughs> We're really proud of that. Uh, if you would like to leave feedback or, as I said, ask a question to be read and answered on the show, you can email us at podcast at thirstingoal, or sorry, podcast thirstingoal at gmail.com. You can also leave us a message on Twitter at Goal Thirst or on Instagram at Thirst and thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for letting me twist blubber for the last two and a half hours. Yes, thank you very much. Next week's podcast will be shorter. Yes, we really <laughs> we really appreciate it, everybody. Thank you. See you next week.